welcome to Respawning Fire, episode 167, the kick-ass irreverent gaming podcast from Affable Idiots. I have to pause the video because I had Twitch running. That was very confusing for a second. <laughs> I'm Holden Tapardo. <laughs> We've got Chad Michael Ennis, as usual, here with us. Hello! We also have two special guests. We have Trevor Bettis and Hello. Stephen Deutzman from Engage Family Games and Trevor from uh, Difficulty Class. And he had two other podcasts, and I totally am blanking their names right now. From the same mister, and I'm going to podcast. Boom. Boom. We have a very exciting episode this week, but I need to finish the introduction first because I'm not used to having guests while well, introing. So I just botched that completely. Every Tuesday morning <laughs> at 9 a.m. Eastern, put us in your ears to your favorite podcast service or put us in your eyes by searching for Respawning Fire on YouTube. That's right. We've gone into the third dimension with 2D video. And if you want to add the fourth dimension of time, you can do that by watching us record it live on twitch.tv slash idiots every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, just like you're doing right now. We have a... Some big topics to talk yes. about this week. We have announcements for Cyberpunk. We have announcements for Woo! Avengers. Talking Woo! Crash Bandicoot. Woo! Woo! And then we're going to talk about some more important stuff that's been happening in the industry uh, as kind of our main quest. Mm -hmm. So we will get to to that more important topic at the end. But before we get to that, what have you been playing this week, Stephen? Start with you. Um, I'm I'm I am I'm back on my bullshit. And I'm <laughs> 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 At least he's honest. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I, I think that the easiest way to describe it is that I'm back on my bullshit. By the way, hey, I'm on your content, so that means I can cuss again. Welcome to. <laughs> uh, you, guys give me that, you guys are like the uh, Stephen Dutzman HBO special. Is what you guys so, <laughs> um, so I haven't been on with you guys since before the apocalypse. So yay. Um, I needed comfort food gaming, like, really, really bad. And Animal Crossing was 100% doing that for my entire family. Um, because it was just presenting me with an unending, limitless to-do list of just stuff to do. Yes. However, Animal Crossing has two, was missing two very key things. Uh, dwarves and axes. <laughs> so, um, I resubscribed to World of Warcraft. And... Uh, I that was like three months ago because I just paid for I paid for like three months mm -hmm. and I was like I'm just gonna play for three months it's fine I just need something while I'm trapped in the house and uh it's really it's really good guys it's really good <laughs> it's really good it's really so good are, way to describe it are you playing the the the, the normal one or the 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 one the that's classic like, hey, one? this is the original yeah classic yeah so uh I am not into self-harm so i'm not playing <laughs> classic um like i played classic like i yeah so i i played vanilla world of warcraft i played um burning crusade i played into wrath of the lich king and uh, i had at that point and i've talked about this on my own content which you can find just search for engaged family gaming um i've talked about this before i had an unhealthy relationship with that game uh and so i quit and uh, I thought about going back and, you know, I always kept tabs on it because it's one of those games. World of Warcraft is one of those games that is always there and is incredibly successful, but no one cares except the people that play. Right. And <laughs> so, like, I paid attention. Like, oh, cool. They're going. There's pandas now. And oh, cool. Like, definitely destroyed the whole world. Weird. And um, so I paid attention and I have friends that still played the game. Don't mind me. Uh, it's 8 o'clock Eastern. My children are still awake. So if you hear my kids, don't worry about it. Um, and so I always paid attention. And I was like, you know what? Let me just play. And my, my guild, who were there back then, like I raided the night my oldest son was born. 
because my wife kicked me out of the hospital and I went home and I obviously <laughs> wasn't going to sleep. And so I like logged into World of Warcraft and they were like, hey, we just all died. Can you come help us? And I was like, I guess. What else am I going to do? And so they're still playing. And whoever so I just kind of hopped right back Whoever in. gets the most kills during the raid gets to name the baby. <laughs> um, the general would not have allowed that um but yeah so i'm i'm back i'm playing i have my old character and i'm just kind of enjoying it and it's the one thing that i am not doing that is making a huge difference is that i'm not raiding mm. which is uh like so i don't have to I'm, i don't have a time commitment so i don't have to be there at any point yep. in time um and that's a big difference for being able to participate with it casually. Other than that, um, there really haven't been a lot of games that I have needed to pay attention to, um, like from a family gaming perspective, which is where I get most of, you know, a lot of my games uh, that I have to play for work. There really haven't been a lot. Uh, there's kind of been like a drought since Animal Crossing. Um, and so, except for Ninjala, which I guess we'll talk about later, but, um... I was curious your thoughts on that. Uh, it's, it looks way too much like Splatoon. It's a little uncomfortable, but it's... I don't even know what exactly it is. What um, <laughs> but, like, you beat dudes up with fidget spinners, so, like, whatever. My, my kids are gonna play this game all summer. It's gonna take the whole thing over. It's gonna be, like, the game of the summer for our family, I think. Um, that and Fortnite, obviously, but, uh, like, I... Th so, I've had this drought, and it's just kind of filled that void and um i think it's going to continue to do that until paper mario oh, paper mario oh, which yes. is which yes. is uh, what like two or three weeks from now um yeah but, oh my god this is completely splatoon sorry i just i had never heard of this game no. i just looked up this is absolutely my son's had it on the big television like right there and my wife came into the room and because it's a free-to-play game so it's not like we have to talk about buying it or anything like it's oh, just nice. they installed it and we're playing it and my wife came into the room and was like did they put out splatoon 3 and you didn't like freak out about it and i'm like no <laughs> trust me because we're splatoon house if they announce a new splatoon y'all will hear me from here um and uh it's not but it looks she's she's like okay did the people who made splatoon know <laughs> this is a thing. Um, and I'm like, well, it, it was part of a Nintendo Direct, so I would presume that they know. Um, but I think it's also published by Nintendo. Think so too. Yeah. I so I think. Mean, wow. Yeah. It, it's it is distinct. Um, in that, like, you're not Squid Kids. You're like literally kids who happen to be ninjas. But like the bright, the color palette is they. I, I can't imagine that it's not almost identical. The characters move in similar yeah. ways. Um, but there's way more verticality, um, in Ninjala, um, and it's a melee combat game. So you're fighting with, uh, like ninja weapons, but they're toys. So like yo-yos and fidget spinners. There's a drill like kunai drill thing that you hold on to that is some other kind of weird thing um we're having a huge fight in our house because the it is believed that the drill is op and needs to be nerfed so our middle <laughs> child is like it's it's op we can't use it i refuse whereas my older son who is spike um i don't know if you're familiar with gamer types spike the guy who needs to win and will do whatever it takes to win is like well then i will use nothing but the drill so now they're <laughs> team together and it's like a whole thing um, you guys will all understand at some point. I, I'm, um, I'm going to download it uh, after this podcast. That yeah. that sounds a lot, like a lot of fun. So it's free to start. There's a story mode that's four dollars and fifty cents, and you play through the story mode. That gives you yeah for five bucks, whatever. Um, yeah. And you play through yeah. that, and it gives you cosmetic items. And there's a battle pass. It's called the Ninja Pass. 
Um, and it works literally just like the battle pass because all battle passes are the same now. Yes, they are. Because yep. they figured out how to make them work. <laughs> oh, wait, so we're doing like a Nintendo night now. The battle pass is a game night Nintendo games, and that might be a good one to do. That'd be fun. Probably has better matchmaking than the actual Nintendo game Splatoon. I know it's published by Nintendo, so they might have gone and been like, hey, this is too good. Can you just bring it down a little bit? We don't want to make Splatoon look bad. We don't want to set expectations. I mean, Splatoon yeah. <laughs> is, it's definitely, there's no way that it's better than Splatoon. Um, Splatoon is really, 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 really one of the best games on the Switch. <laughs> I agree. I mean, there yeah. are better ones by a lot, and I'm sure we'll talk about them later, but Can't think Splatoon of mind, actually. is amazing. Are you talking about Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3? Dude, that's a good I mean, game. That's a good game. Is, <laughs> we're we're going to talk about that hot. one later when another game comes up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. No, we're, I, I'm talking about a lot of games, but Splatoon yeah. is really good. Yeah. I, but it's important. I mean, you, you got to make the comparisons, but mm-hmm. Splatoon is not free, whereas Ninjala yeah. is, and it's a great right, that's game That's the worst the part summer. of Splatoon. I mean, that's the worst part of a lot. That's the worst part of a lot of games. <laughs> It'd be nice if they were all free. I mean, I understand the business side of it, but it'd be great yeah. if I didn't have to pay for them. Yeah. Do you guys think Splatoon three could? I mean, this is an off, like, totally long shot. But do you think it could be free to play? Like, this is almost an experiment. Like, it's kind of like Splatoon. No. It's free to play. It's no. Get attention? No. This is a different developer, and Nintendo know. doesn't do that with it. Especially, especially with, with them. IP. Especially with them saying that they're basically ditching the mobile thing mm-hmm. and how that uh, model did not work for them. Not a chance in hell. They're 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 gonna keep pricing their games at sixty bucks and keeping them there for eternity. <laughs> I'd rather that be the case, yeah. but they could also really grow the user base if it was. It's true. Bad. I don't know. It's true. I don't do, know. Do they need? I mean, the counterpoint to that is I don't think they need to grow the user base. Splatoon does way better than it has any That's right to point. do. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's not doing Mario Kart numbers because like. Um, not many people do Mario Kart numbers, uh, but it's because Mario Kart is just bananas. But it's... I think that's still the best-selling game on Switch, right? Mm-hmm. And no. we'll continue. I don't even think it's close. Another uh, game topped. Oh no! I actually think Animal Crossing has topped it now. Uh, no, Animal Crossing not not in lifetime sales. It, I think in um oh, in probably yeah, lifetime yeah, yeah. sales, yeah. Mario Kart it, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe is dominant. Like what is it? I think the last time they talked it is about it, twenty five like, million. Yeah. 25 million for Mario Kart. Smash Bros. Ultimate's at 18.84 million. Wow. I think it's like 11 or 13 for Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is going to punch a bunch of games in the face on that list. Um, Absolutely. It hasn't even hit a holiday yet. Jesus. Yeah. That's insane. Well, you don't count Easter. (laughs) (laughs) Easter's a big shopping holiday. Bunny Day. You mean Bunny Bunny Day, Day, right? With the Um, saddest Best holiday ever. For gift giving, I don't. But it did. I mean, although. One could argue that the need to have it during the the pandemic while we were all stuck at home might have counted almost like a holiday. Yeah, pandemic. Um, pandemic is a holiday. I, it's just a very long, <laughs> awful holiday. <laughs> Look, we bought th- we bought three copies, so yeah, we exactly, have three switches, yep. three copies. That was a very. I felt guilty posting that on our Instagram because I was like, man, I'm like definitely flexing right here. But I'm like, <laughs> this is just to prevent war. Because as just, it is, uh... we, still have, we still have two the parents sharing islands with our kids. Oh as an God. argument for Easter being a gift-giving holiday, uh, Porkchop in the chat says, I used to get Skylanders for Easter. So, oh, that's true. That's true. We did I the used, same thing with our kids. Same I used thing. to yep. get Beast Wars for Easter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Beast, Beast Wars. Wars. 
Oh, the Transformers. Oh yeah. Come on, guys. Come on. Oh, you guys are young. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> you don't remember like real cartoons. Oh. Um, Jesus. <laughs> anyway, so that's what I'm playing. World of Warcraft. My kids are playing Ninjala. I, 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 yeah, I'm starting a new World of Warcraft podcast with one of my guildmates in the next. Oh, nice! Three weeks. Oh, dude, so. that's awesome. We're trying to figure out what to name it. So if anybody wants to wants to yell at me, throw suggestions into the chat. I'll I'll World pay attention. Of I Warcraft. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I want I'm to be positive about that. though. Don't say anything about addiction. Because <laughs> yeah. everybody's like, you should call Warcraft Anonymous. I'm like, first of all, that's taken yeah. without even Googling it. Second of all, like, it's supposed to be about the positive stuff, guys. Yeah. Uh, Porkchop suggests, wow, it's another podcast. <laughs> actually, I'm, kinda, I'm actually kind of. I, I like that. I think I'm I actually kind of like that. Yeah, it's um, pretty good. Then it's, then it, but that just sounds like that, like music. Like, the, you remember when they had CDs? Like the wow, like the, the yes. music compilation CD. Now that's what, I call, that's now what, that's what like. I call music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are the awful versions where it's like uh, uh, the kids singing a song? Kids and Bob. It always just sounds so much. Is it Kids Bob? Yep. Oh, that was terrible. That's why Christmas shoes oh, is the best Christmas the song. Because <laughs> oh, of the my kids God. Singing. They sound like little I'm trying to look children. at the chat here. Sir, I wanna buy these shoes. Trevor, you're know, <laughs> playing some Nintendo stuff too, it looks like. Yes, I am. I finally got a ring fit. Oh yeah. my god. Fuck every scalper ever. That, yeah, you're <laughs> like the one worst. of the two people who has ring fit. Yeah, well, so they're, they're, uh, if you follow Wario64 and put on notifications for him, you're probably going to be Which able I to do. get one because Amazon's kind of regular. I know, I actually put him on notifications because of when we were hanging out. And you're like, oh, Wario posts. I'm like, I should do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I got Ring Fit, and it is way better and way more intense than I thought it was going to be. Like, I was just like, oh, Absolutely. I get the little ring thing. It'll be fun. Yay, I get some exercise. <laughs> the, and, like, the first time I booted up, it's just like, <laughs> you're not ready. <laughs> you, you, you should go stretch for 30 minutes because I'm about to whoop your ass. <laughs> like, like, the the... You know, just moving around like you have to jog in place or if it recognizes like, hey, some people live in apartments or they need to be quiet. So they're like, it's OK. Instead, just do squats really fast. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just moving around and then you get into combat. And so each attack is an exercise and each exercise has a color code to it that can damage creatures of the same color more than the other ones and so like green ones are yoga poses and like red ones are like you know flexing and stuff so it's it's been really fun to do i've only been able to do like two levels at a time before i'm like i'm too fat for this i gotta go take a shower (laughs) (gasps) um but it's your fat voice is so good (laughs) (laughs) well it comes from a lifetime of knowing how to do it uh (laughs) yeah um it's it's been really cool because like it it, it's got that nintendo motivation because one of the things that i always love about nintendo games especially they're like hey be active and do fitness things is always been really good at being like hey you're doing a great fucking job like you you did a good workout today like uh you beat the first boss and like I, I quit out, did the cooldown and everything, and then at the end of it, it was like, hey, you beat a boss today. That's a big deal. Good on you. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, th- th- thank you. That was good on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, only my wife would so, say those kind of things to me. Yeah, only my wife would say those sort of things. Um, <laughs> maybe. 
Maybe. <laughs> to be clear, maybe. Uh, she's been playing it too. She's enjoying the hell out of it. Um, and uh, so yeah, I, I'm I'm thrilled to get that and, and and to be playing it now and getting some exercise. But the other thing that I've been playing uh, is very much like what Stephen was saying with the uh, with comfort food for for like for gaming. Um, uh, I I'm playing Dark Souls three again, which I talked about like the first time I was on Respawning Fire. Um, my friends decided to get into the game, and me and my other friend are like, "Oh, we've beaten the shit out of that game. We will buy it on PlayStation and play it with you." So I bought it on another platform. I've now bought it three, four times, uh, and so we're playing through that again and just beating the ever-loving hell out of it and then going back and helping our other friends get through it and it, it's it's weird to say it's some of the most wholesome things <laughs> like i know it sounds weird dark souls has this has this you know identity of being like it's the hardest game the motto is get good but i have had some of the most wholesome interactions with people in pvp like you get invaded for people who don't know you get invaded sometimes if you're playing online so another player can just come in and fuck your day up they're like ha, 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 you have a lot of souls that sucks for you <laughs> um but there's this whole community of pvpers who have like it's like battle respect like i got invaded i saw the dude he stands off at a distance waves at me I wave at him, and uh, then he like does like uh, does like a shield mash, which basically says, "Hey, are you cool?" And I do it back. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm cool." So then we go to an area that's open for both of us to have an even playing field. We both bow to each other, and then we fight. That's like, adorable. That's that's yeah. classy. But then, so I did that super early on into my play session. So I'm like very low level for this, and this dude. Uh, basically stopped the fight in the middle, like did an emote to say stop, and dropped 150,000 souls, which at that point was probably like, I don't know, 10 levels for me. And uh, was just like, all right, let's keep going. You can have those. <laughs> I was like, this is great. You guys are nice. But uh, yeah, so I've been getting some wholesome, awesome. nice things out of that. Yeah, but that's what I've been playing. That's never been my experience. You're so lucky. <laughs> Uh, remember, I get this massacred is, every time. It's it. It's not the rule. This is an exception, but it, it, it sometimes it's there and it's nice. <laughs> yeah. What about you guys? What are you playing? Very good. Chad, why don't you go next? Uh, mine's gonna be real short. Be one of them is The Last of Us Part Two. I started playing it again after I, I marathoned it in two days, basically. Um, <laughs> if you are, if you have beat the game. Go listen to the spoiler chat that we did on Friday. There were six people there. It was me, Matt from Average Nobodies, Dallas from Real Life, uh, Jerrica from JK Games, <laughs> and we had Darby and Jeff from Nerds at Large, and we had an almost two-hour discussion, and then immediately after we stopped streaming, we were like, oh, yeah, we didn't talk about this, and we talked for like 10 more minutes about the game. Um, it's a wonderful, it's awesome, like one of my favorite pieces of content we've ever done. So check that out. Only after you've beat the game, Holden... Holden jumped in. Like I'm not going to listen, listen to all this. Holden jumped in in the middle of the stream just to shout something in chat and then jumped out. I was like, what if we were discussing a very oh, I major turned the platform? volume down <laughs> okay. all the way before I joined. I was like, I just wrote out, Last of Us sucks. <laughs> I mean, that's um, a lot. So yeah, go check that's that out. <laughs> and then um, I played Alan Wake because I had to. And if you want to hear my thoughts on that, we just recorded 40 minutes of it just prior to this. Uh, that's going up shortly as well. Uh, and I did not enjoy that, and I was really surprised how split we were on that decision. So go check that out. That's it. That's all I played this week. And I can't wait to play more Last of Us Part Two to have an even same answer next week. <laughs> <laughs> I also put Alan Wake. Um, 
I listen to the barf chat, and I you can hear my thoughts there. God I play some it. No Man's Sky time. as well, and because that's on Game Pass now, I can play with my brother because he only has it on Xbox, and I like that game a lot. The multiplayer is janky as all hell. Holy crap! But it works well enough that it doesn't bother me, and I just have a good time in that game. It's a nice, relaxing, just venture off in space. I, I had a breaking point in that game with my friends. We all hopped on when we when did the multiplayer update, and we're building shit. And then literally at one point, I stopped in the middle of this giant city we built, and I'm like, what are we doing? Why are we here? <laughs> You're doing this because what? you need to craft more shit. <laughs> what does any of this mean? <laughs> like I had an existential break. <laughs> I think, See, you were, I, I think I, the answer is you're overthinking this. Yeah, you're probably. I probably was. Space shit. I that's probably the, just wanted to play Destiny <laughs> more. I just pretend to like Han Solo, just like <laughs> you know, venturing around, being a space pirate or whatever. Like that's awesome. It's great. Also, I, I liked No Man's Sky when it first came out. I totally recognized, hey, it was not what they had promised yeah. it was going to be exactly, but I still had a good time with it. And so for me, it's like it's just a way better version of that game that I still kind of enjoyed back I, then. I, and now there's a story to do, and like there's just a lot more interesting stuff. I, I remember telling someone before that game came out because they were like quoting Sean Murray on a bunch of stuff. I'm like, see, here's the thing. Every time I see Sean Murray on stage i see peter molyneux on stage <laughs> so <laughs> what was the the prize okay, of his game the... where you have to like tap to get to the center like just you're just breaking shit oh, over yeah. and over you, there was there was a the game that was thing. just tapping goddess oh Q's cube was yeah cube. that yeah. was cube yeah. and whoever got yeah. to the center of it became the god in the next game oh okay yeah it was some weird peeler molecule. He realized shit. that he was a god for maybe like twelve people, and that's just not exciting. You're yeah. just kinda like <laughs> having a little like party together and you have a little more authority. It's not that fun. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, cool. That's all the games we played this week. Let's move on to the fetch quests. And before we go on to the fetch quest that I had written in here, there was one I left out, I left it out on purpose, like why what no, we're gonna talk about this. Pokemon Unite was announced. Oh god. Yeah, this week. <laughs> so let me just okay, so like they we made a, a summer games bet fest thing about it being let's go, you know, gold, silver, whatever that was gonna be called, and that whole thing. Because it seemed pretty obvious. Hey, it's a separate announcement. They're waiting a few days for it. Like, it might be a bigger thing. It, it was a MOBA. I, why did they just include that? Why did they just include that in the original event two days prior? I'll Here's the thing. I'm very I'm yeah. not upset about it. Like it might help because I completely forgot about the let's go thing and I like that that was a possibility and I forgot about the announcement itself until after it happened but then just like seeing that oh there's a Pokemon Unite and it's a MOBA and I watched the trailer for it and I was like oh that seems like it could be fun I might try that with some friends for two minutes but I was not upset about it like everyone else was I thought good for them trying to do something new yeah it was just surprising for me that that didn't see like you look at the all the announcements they did the day before. It's like a Pokemon Cafe game, like a game to help you brush your teeth. Like they sh and the only other exciting thing was the new Pokemon Snap game. I'm like, what? They should have just started Pokemon Snap, done a bunch of like the smaller stuff, and then ended with Unite. And I, and I felt like it helped it too much to have it be a, just a few days later. Agree, was, that yeah. was very so, strange. Well, to so me. here's the thing: I guarantee because they, I know they want. You know, well, obviously they want all their games to succeed, but they knew that if they put pokemon unite even in the same day as pokemon snap not a single person was going to hear about that game everyone lost their shit about pokemon snap as they rightfully should have and well, then maybe they should have they saved had... pokemon snap put unite yeah, with all the actually, other bullshit yeah, no, no they... one cares about and then... you're right yo no it that should have been swapped <laughs> unite should have been with the other stuff and then snap should have had its own thing 
I disagree. Uh, okay. Pokemon Unite is going to be huge. Oh, I bet it's it a, is. It's a mobile MOBA featuring Pokemon. Yeah. Like, we're, we're if, if you aren't excited, you're not the target audience. Um, and that's okay. That target audience is huge. It's being made at, by Tencent. Like, this thing is oh, going is to it? make them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I yeah. didn't catch that. So, this thing is going to make a ton of money. Oh, yeah. So, the reason it got its own time is because from a if, – if we look five years down the line, if we look at and compare the five things that got announced, because technically they did announce Mega Evolutions in Pokemon Go. So, oh, there were right. four yep. things in that first oh. thing. If we look at them, the thing How that is going to – the thing that's going to make the most money is going to be Pokemon Unite, unless yeah. it falls on its face. Like, I have to assume that it's good. But assuming that it is good, it's or even passable, it's going to make so much dough. Well, so it, it, it was worth its own announcement. Yeah. That's a very, very good point. I still think that the, teeth, the toothbrushing game might be better I just have to wait and well, the see first, there's no monetization in five years we'll the, wonder why there's oh, no monetization saying, in the toothbrushing game but not uh, until they sell the Pokemon Go toothbrushing bracelet that you can buy <laughs> to help you brush your teeth when so, you're not on to talk about bathroom. that one and I said it on my own content um, and I went into this pretty much in, in significant detail on the EFG show um, when that announcement happened 98% of the audience was like whatever cute Pokemon the other 2% were like parents who have kids like in the age of five or lower who were losing their minds. It was like game of the year level like hype because that is a significant problem that needs a solution. And Pokemon just without any warning just provided it. So it's really interesting that that like that was the game of the year for so many <laughs> parents that need that have that problem i know that's not something that you guys normally talk about like in this content but trust me when i say there was there was like six dudes that were like oh it's yeah, actually no, like I, I, one I, in a series there's there's gonna be pokemon sleep to help get your kids to sleep pokemon smile to help them brush their teeth pokemon shut up mommy's working <laughs> to get them to <laughs> shut up while mommy's working from home well, see, here, no here's the thing steven's completely right and that's not really something that i thought about i had a fucking pikachu toothbrush when i was a kid and yep. I, I wanted to brush my teeth because i had fucking pikachu so yeah no that that's a really good point that yeah that's gonna be great for those parents and that and that's not something that a lot of game developers let alone nintendo really think about it's more of just like play our games play our games but this one's just like also don't let your teeth rot i would bet <laughs> i would bet almost and i'm sure we'll never find out because pokemon's internal workings like they don't talk about this but i yeah. would bet that this was they, they you know they must have periodic like pitch meetings for like spinoffs and other and i bet you like one see these people like in a cubicle like corner <laughs> off near the the vending machine someone like passed out at their desk one day and was like <laughs> and it just happened and they just went to a pitch meeting and were like no guys for real we should do an ar game where they where they help kids brush their teeth and like i want to be at that meeting where it was announced but that's absolutely there's some little miracle how that happened because yeah. that's not something that you focus group that's not something that is just a natural thing like Pokemon Unite seems natural and obvious to me. It's a Pokemon MOBA. Like, I'm sure they have Pokemon Kart Racer, Pokemon Fighting Game. That happened, right? Like, I'm sure they have that 
you know, like bingo machine to put stuff out. But Pokemon <laughs> AR toothbrushing simulator, not something that would happen. So it's got to just be some miracle of somebody that had this idea that it would be cool. And I would love to hear that story. But in the meantime, or it looks ridiculously cool. Or they did the bingo machine for like Pokemon AR te- toothbrushing. All right, hear me out, guys. Actually, this might... <laughs> so what you're saying is it's like the manatees in that in that episode in the South Park about episode. Family Guy in the South Park episode. <laughs> so it's just manatees, but it's just Pokemon is just always there, and then it's just a bunch of other beach balls with every other word in the English language. Yeah. So like you know, I'm down. I mean, yeah. listen. Anyway, so I'm just I'm just here yeah. to defend Pokemon Smile. That game is just. For like the two percent of the people that cared, they cared way too much, mm-hmm. <laughs> and everybody else is just like, eh. It's going to be eh. responsible for a lot of really awkward TikTok videos over the course of the next three or four months. <gasps> yep. <laughs> Very and true. yes, I am an of... old old man, and I know what TikTok is. Forgive me. How dare you? <laughs> Speaking of awkward. Oculus Go is to be discontinued since Dennis Patrick at Game Ranks. Ooh. Great so sales are going to continue until the end of the year with support running until 2022 if you have one. But there'll be no new Oculus Go apps uh, are going to be accepted into the store. So they want to focus on the Oculus Quest and the Oculus Rift. Um, also, for those who, Oculus... Before um, we move on from that, for those who the aren't... Exactly, yeah. For those who the aren't video familiar, only. That's video only. Like, if you want to watch things in VR. And it, it has, like, a couple of games, but you can't really do much with it. Was that... That was like the uh, the Google Dream thing or whatever, right? Like it was just like yeah, but without the phone, it was huh? its own like standalone device. Oh, okay. I'll say though that there was a handful of games and they weren't all that great, but there was one called Virtual Virtual Reality, and that is an awesome VR experience. I highly recommend. Very good stuff. Sure, but they could just put it on the Quest. So oh, they because the Quest yeah, is I think the wireless on the Quest. one that like Greg Miller puts in his bag, right? Is that like yep. that's the Quest? All right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's a great device. Uh, speaking of content, Oculus snaps up Ready at Dawn. Um, this is from Alex Calvin at PC Games Insider. This is the same guys who made Order 1886 and made a few VR titles. I think it's a oh no, this it's is good a for thing. them to get exclusive. It's yeah. a good get this for, is good them. for them to get exclusive. It makes sense why they why they pick them up for Echo Arena and things like that. But I just I don't want all of these developers going to Facebook. I don't want to play anything that yeah. has to do with Facebook. It's disgusting Agreed. to me. Like, do we have Mixer on here later? Yes. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we'll get to that later. I just, I, I want Facebook out of my games. Exactly. And, well, I'm, I'm just... <laughs> get tough <I'll>... luck, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. I loved Ready at Dawn's God of War games on PSP, and I'm really sad that we didn't get anything like that on the Vita. May you rest in beautiful peace. Um, so, like, I'm glad that for them, they're getting, they got an exclusivity deal, they're getting money and stuff like that, but I'm also sad that we're not going to get non-VR games from them and I don't have a VR unit so I'm not going to be able to play their games for a while so that makes me a little sad until they make face box and they start releasing like 1887 <laughs> and it's literally just a box you wear on your head it's not even a visor anymore yeah. Yeah, it steals immersive. all of your it steals all of your eye movement and thought patterns as you play it yep <laughs> It's going to be a big seller. Just like The Last of Us Part Two sells more than 4 million copies. This comes from Neil Druckmann at PlayStation Blog. This is now uh, making Last of Us Part Two officially the fastest-selling PS4 first-party exclusive. It was knocking so, out uh, Spider-Man that. was previously that record, and then before that was Uncharted 4. And Spider-Man, when it came out, people were like, oh my god, it's selling so fast! So, it's so good. Passion. Not surprised Last of Us Part Two beat it. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah, no, the I'm hype not has been massive. Animal Crossing New Horizons free summer update arrives next week. Swimming returns. 
I'm excited. Actually, what's, it, what's the official day? Actually, it's coming out the third Friday. The third Friday. All right, cool. I so same day as Hamilton on Disney Plus, baby. Hell yeah! Yo, next weekend's gonna be a big. That next weekend, uh, can we say it's gonna be lit? It's gonna be lit. It's gonna. It's be gonna, lit. gonna be right? lit. Sure. I give you permission. Um, <laughs> I that came across my Twitter feed. It was very early. I work from home, so I was literally sitting at this desk. I just put my work laptop in front of my lab here <laughs> and my daughter was the only kid awake because generally that's what happens she gets up early and i was like maggie you got to get over here so she's like animal crossing like it's her thing right easily her game of the decade and so i pulled her over and showed her that and she melted down with <laughs> like, i know and i say it on I am an unmitigated hype machine, or hype monster, rather. I'm sorry. I should know my own catchphrases. Um, <laughs> I have never seen such pure, uncontrolled hype before. She almost hawked out. It was going to be, it was so cool. <laughs> um, the, the mermaid stuff is oh my particularly God. right in her wheelhouse, being that she is a seven-year-old girl. So yep. um, that's cool. I, I play with my with my kids, but like it's not my it's not my game of the year. But like, man, being able to swim, oh yeah, it's like, gonna be great. They are letting you swim. <laughs> I wonder how far so, out you can swim in the ocean. Uh, like, do you think you can swim like, far enough out that you can like drown? No, this isn't that kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah, Chad. It, uh, they also you can also get eaten by sharks and it'll leave a bloody trail because uh, yes. Animal Crossing. <laughs> all of a sudden, Animal Crossing. Oh, Tom Nook turns you into chum that his rating. nephews sell in their store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chad, that's hundred percent Animal Crossing. All right, I'm back in. Someone's already done that Photoshop though of the the, the first shot of showing the Animal Crossing villager jumping into the ocean, and someone just photoshopped a shark like swooping <laughs> in underneath them. To, like, <laughs> I want to somebody. To, I want somebody to remake the scene from Jaws where it's on the boat and the dude's sliding down, and just have it the Animal Crossing uh, villager. Trust me, now that you can have be in the water, someone's definitely doing that. So just give it time. That can't wait. Can't that, wait. That's <laughs> what I'm. Um, I am hoping that uh, you can collect different jump into the water animations. Oh, that'd be cool. So, like, maybe you can collect, you know, kind of like you can collect music CDs. Like, maybe you can collect, like, books or whatever. I don't know. Like, because that one did, like, a full forward flip into a leg drop, basically, which, I'm uh, sure. But I would absolutely love, like, a cannonball or a nice, like, you know, like a dive or, mm -hmm. you know. I think that would be kind of neat if you Yeah, like how, like how you learn the objects. reactions, you learn different diving yeah, skills. That would be cool. Yeah. And then they it. could reuse them in the winter for, you know, if you want to jump into... Uh, piles of snow or piles of leaves during the fall update, which Nintendo, we, he he's a thinker. Hire this man. Uh, I want to <laughs> cannonball into some snow. <laughs> I, I, I feel like that. Well, I don't know if it's a given, but um, I, I give those ideas to Nintendo for free. Um, just put me in the uh, Nintendo Ambassador program instead. That's fine. I'll take that as As long as they bring back snowmen and you can make snowmen, I'm happy. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine we live in a world where that's not a thing. Do you wanna build it's gonna have it's, it's it's a new leaf. They have to bring it back. They have. Yeah, to. I mean, I can it's not gonna see. be. It's gonna be one of the winter updates. So you can't time tra because I don't think you can do it through time traveling. So I mean, it's definitely gonna come in through an update. Well, when it first launched, though, the southern hemisphere was out on winter. So yeah. they, it, be, I think we might be able to find that out if it's there or not. I don't think that you have snowmen. I don't know, I'll look. 
I don't know. For those um, of you who are not watching oh, live, up. you have that option, twitch.tv slash idiots. You are missing out on a rousing discussion about VR porn right now. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> I was going to bring that up, but uh, I didn't know if it meshed with the Animal Crossing talk. So that's uh, oh, another, reason, can, another fact, reason to watch us live. a snowman right now. Oh. Awesome. Um, so you mind. can also do right now, if you're listening to the future by one day, <laughs> Min Min uh, from ARMS is be the next Smash Bros. fighter from RA Notice at Kotaku. So it's coming June 29th, which is tomorrow, for us live on twitch.tv slash idiots. But if you're listening to us on podcasts, it's already out, so you can play as Min Min. And Min Min was my favorite character in ARMS, so that made me very excited. I don't like Smash that much, though, so I'm never going to play it. <gasps> Great! <laughs> my heart. <laughs> Wait, What? <laughs> Let me clarify. I'm so bad at Smash. I just okay. I, I, I get so disheartened when I play oh, so it. Okay. okay, so it's not that you don't dislike it; it's that you suck. I get it. <laughs> oh I suck God. miserably at it. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Listen, that's why I don't play Dark Souls. <laughs> it's not that I hate the games; it's that I'm bad. I'm hilariously bad at video games. So I Steven, don't. Steven, I can I help bother. you with that. No, I, 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 I am. No, because my problem is that I have bad buttons. We, I, I have you and I have not been over this, so I can't say we've been through this before. But like, I have bad <laughs> buttons. So when I get stressed out, I push the wrong button all the time. Uh, I will forever do it. So yeah, that'll games, mess you up. That'll get you dead. So yeah, so like I'm great at Batman combat. You know what I'm. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about the one yeah, yeah, yeah. Batman combat because it's a yeah. lot of hitting the same button over and over again, and I'm okay with timing. So Batman is like, yeah, but but but. I'm terrible at Devil May Cry. Mm. Get it? You, yeah. you did? I, get, I, yeah, I imagine yeah, there was I, probably a like six or seven year stretch where QTEs were probably really popular, and you <laughs> hated those games. <laughs> um, I, so, I, I actually stopped playing third-person action games when QTEs were a thing, like when they were really big. Yeah, I just yeah. I had to stop. They, Prince of Persia, Resident um, Evil. That, yeah, they. You know what? The, but what's the interesting side effect of that is they made me play shooters, which I had previously avoided. So like, I played some awesome first-person shooters that I had never thought that I could actually play or enjoy. So I think, and now I'm much happier. So like, God of War, Spider Man, like I can play those games. Um, I'm really interested to play The Last of Us just because uh, I'm gonna be terrified of the zombies. But I want to see if I, how easy I can make it so that I can actually finish it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because I'm hilariously bad at video games, and when I see all those accessibility options, I'm like, maybe I can actually finish this. Yeah, you don't have to fight zombies; you just fight red blobs that are running across the screen. <laughs> I mean, Much you can do that. You guys make jo- you, yeah. you make jokes, but like, I might do that. Nothing like, wrong with I, that. I, I, yeah. <laughs> anyway, hey, jokes can be serious. That was a joke, and it was serious, as serious as the Dark Pictures little oh gameplay that just came out this week. <laughs> Dude, your freaking segways, man. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> segways also going out of business. Me. Speaking of going out of business, Xbox Mixer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to use QTEs, but that just worked better. That was good. That was good. <laughs> also, I just really want to put real quick in the chat, OJAM232 says, hashtag, Steven is bad at games. OJAM232 is actually my brother, and so that oh, is a yeah, hashtag. That is a hashtag that we use on EFG content quite frequently because Beautiful. hashtag Steven is bad at games. I'll be sure to use that. <laughs> We're going to use it's that to promote all of fast. our content from here going forward. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, just with no explanation, every respawn yep. tweet just ends with hashtag Steven is bad at games. <laughs> so, so what was that news um, you had there, Holden? Yeah, so we have the Dark Pictures, Little Hope, which is basically the next anthology title in... The, what's the name of the developer who made Until Dawn? Supermassive? 
Uh, yeah, super massive. Game, what's it? Yeah. Um, so they're making an anthology series. This is the second one in that. Chad and I played a Man of Medan. We liked it. A lot of people didn't like it as much as Until Dawn. A lot of people played it the wrong way. Did you way. guys see the... You got to play the asynchronous, yeah. like us back and forth online way. You can't play this by yourself. <laughs> I should pick no, that up with my know. wife because she's been really wanting. She, my wife was obsessed with uh, Until Dawn, uh, and she really wants to play Man from Dan. So I, I, we should pick that up and play two player. That sounds like fun. I actually be curious if it's going to work in the same house because what worked really well with Chad and I playing online is that it does. This is kind of a spoiler. It does this like you see one thing, I see something else kind of thing. Oh, mm -hmm. interesting. And I don't know if how that's going to translate. Yeah. If you're both on the same screen, I'd be curious okay. about that. I'll just tell yeah, if you do stop, stop, if you do stop looking, on the couch. If you do co-op on the couch, it's just like a hand the controller back and forth kind of thing. Mm, it's okay. not actually seeing okay. both sides of the story. Hmm. Yeah, and Little Hope looks extremely similar, which isn't surprising. But did you guys watch this gameplay demo? I, I did. No, I, this is the first I've heard of it. I, I it feel like a terrible most, guess. I didn't know. It's the most boring gameplay reveal. Mm -hmm. like, to to yep. show us the very first gameplay of this game, and of the seven and a half minutes, six and a half of it is literally just the character walking around doing... It's like, it's like someone who's new to the game. Not the developer is playing it, and they're like looking up at the sky and then down at their feet and then over at a tree. <laughs> oh it's like... And all of it is just them walking I in totally circles, agree. like awkwardly moving their body like this. And then there's like three seconds of actually like engaging material in it. I'm sure the game's gonna be I, great. I couldn't but believe it was a terrible how bad it was. Trailer. Yeah, it was really bad. Yeah, I kept thinking like, oh, it's gonna build to something. And then in that gameplay, they kept doing like the stupid like early jump scare psych out stuff, where it's like, what was that over there? Oh, it was nothing. Let's just keep walking forward. And they're like, oh, what's this going to build to at the end of this uh, this seven-minute demo? Nothing. Nothing <laughs> at all. <laughs> it was awful. Of all I, the things I'm they could show. I'm still going to get it. Yeah, I'm still going to get it because I like that style of game, and I'll, I'll enjoy playing with Chad if Chad is still interested in buying it after yep. that demo. But, yeah. Whoa, man. What a waste. Really bad. Uh, speaking of bad, Xbox <laughs> July 2020 games Jesus with gold titles revealed. <laughs> no, but in this case, though, have you ever been excited for Xbox games with gold in the past like, year? No. Oh. Now that I got Games um, Pass or Game Pass, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Game Pass is way better. So there's four games that honestly I could not mention them, and your life would be exactly the same. So I'm not going to. But you know who made those games or has published them is Microsoft. And Microsoft also, speaking of Microsoft, is shutting down Wait, Mixer. Hold on. Wait. <laughs> don't don't segue before I get to talk about Dunk Lords. <laughs> he has opinions. Dunk Lords. Dunk Lords is fucking good. Period. What, what is Dunk Lords? Who Dunk told Lords. you about Dunk Lords? <laughs> How did you find out uh, about Dunk the, Lords? Um, the developer when I played it with them. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's cool. So I have actually put my hands on the sticks, played Dunk Lords. Dunk Lords is freaking good. It's a 2v2 basketball game where you beat the crap out of each other. So it's like NBA Jam with Streets of Rage in the middle of it. Okay. That's, that's it's a, way that better than it needs to. Uh, hold it and like reach out to your camera a little bit. You're fuzzy. Yeah, you just went. Oh, stop being so fuzzy. Whole, like, hold it. Up. Stop. Um, I gotta pull back. Is it good now? Looking good. It's better. I fixed it. Um, I'm amazing. Um, so yeah, <laughs> dunk boards. Realistically, here's the thing. Uh, a lot of people, you, you got games with gold. It's free. Yeah. Like you have Xbox Live. 
because you need it for multiplayer. If you have it, this game is free. There's no reason why you shouldn't download this. It's if either of those things sound interesting to you. It is actually good. The rest of it, hot garbage. Dunk Lords <laughs> is worth it. Dunk Lords is literally the winner and by a country mile. I also think that the first game here, WRC8 FIA World Rally Championship, that may be one of the worst names of a game I've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> oh, man. I'm getting ready really for an end-of-the-year roundup where we do a list of the worst video game names. That's the only one not from Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? right? Yeah. WRC 8FIA <laughs> World Rally Championship. <laughs> Dallas says That's he played helpful. the shit out of Dunk Lords. Uh, I call yeah, bullshit. Dallas won't buy an Xbox Live membership, so you won't play the shit out of Dunk Lords. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's on, to be fair, it is on Steam also currently right now. So, but not that. Steam Games with Gold. So he's still not getting it. That's right. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Microsoft will shut down Mixer. Transition users to Facebook Gaming. Uh, from Charlie Hill and Polygon. <laughs> so basically everything that is Mixer will be redirected to Facebook Gaming by July 22nd. Um, that That's happening. That's a thing. How fucking victorious do you think ninja feels right now <laughs> but that 30 million dollars he got pretty much for fucking free <laughs> yep <laughs> oh my god i was just going right back to twitch i'm sure i, yep. I don't know if he's announced anything i just want to look up how long ago i actually want to look up. i forgot how long ago was that ninja oh god that was I just made that up. That's not out. I, I think it was, God, what was it, last August or something like that? Something around there. But yeah, they, so he he's he's walking out with $30 million and he's going to get to get... I, I, I would love August. this... August 1st, exactly. Good hey. job. I would love job. to be... Like how, how Steven was talking about just being a fly on the wall during a meeting. I would love to be there when uh, when uh, Ninja goes back to Twitch and like, hey, so I'm going to start streaming on here again and see them just go, you... I, yeah, fine. <laughs> Imagine, I mean, listen, I mean, he, he left because they offered him many, many, many millions of dollars. So, yeah. Like, they were, there's no way he didn't come back and counter offer. So, like, he left, but, like, they knew. And, yeah. It, like, they can't be mad at him. It's business. No. You know, like, he was, so, it, of course, they're going to let him come back. It, he's going to. His audience is massive, and I, they're they're also they also follow him, they also love the guy. I, all I know about him is he has blue hair, and my my kid likes him. I and I know he doesn't <laughs> like string of women, so like I mean he's he's fine, I'm sure, but he never needs to work again. I no. I, I would actually like him to take some time off, yeah, for himself, enjoy life for a little bit, Especially start at a that charity, age. Like, and then come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just the the fact that their their backup plan or like their transition plan is Facebook gaming. It's just like it's I disgusting. Don't... It's disgusting. Like it's so gross. Out of all the places they could have sent people, like I honestly because I I hate Facebook. I'm on the same page as you, Chad. Like honestly, I almost would have rather them just be like, we're closing down. We're really sorry. We'll give you uh, some reimbursement money and stuff like that. But we're out. I would almost rather that than them say we're gonna fucking throw you over to Facebook. Like, yeah. that just, it's that almost wonder, like an insult like, to injury. Yeah, it makes me think of, like, for Xbox Series X and their upcoming, like, relaunch of the Xbox dashboard, like, how much of that is going to be integrated with Facebook? Like, yeah. Oh, it, yeah. I think they said it's not going to be, which was strange to me. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't they? 
I mean, yeah, I, it, it feels like a natural progression. Yeah. I hate I it. Mean, That's it. That's all yeah, I gotta say. I hate it. Pretty <laughs> much. Pretty much. All right. So I'm just gonna, uh, as a, <laughs> because I have to contradict Chad. Um, <laughs> it's like it's like at this point it's an extension of my personal brand. It's like you know, family games, Nintendo, World of Warcraft, contradicting Facebook. Chad Michael and his. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, um, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Come listen so, to my family gaming channel. Hashtag fuck Chad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> about games, hashtag fuck Chad. Um, yeah, for real. Uh, so, um, <laughs> so um, I mean, I'm going to be streaming on Facebook. Um, because I already have done so. I mean, it, it ultimately comes down to. Uh, I mean, I know you guys hate. It. I know you guys hate them, Chad. I know you hate them. You said it before. I didn't. You know, I didn't know you did, Trevor. But it doesn't really surprise yeah. me. Like, it doesn't surprise me that anybody hates them. But the reality is, they had to pick someone that was big. Like, what are they going to do? Throw them at like Trovo or like you know? I know there's a bunch of other streaming services, but like. They needed they, they Microsoft needs to partner with a streaming service, right? Like they need that. It can't be Twitch because that's like, you know, they're mortal enemies. You know what I mean? And you know, so it, it could be Twitch. Their own, it, if for nothing else, that I'm sure that that would cause a whole number of regulatory issues if they really started partnering with them. So they need to find something. They needed to partner with someone. I mean. Like, and there are uh, very few fish in the sea. Like, you get, I mean, look at Restream and look, go to restream.io and look at the options for who you can restream to. Like, I mean, unless they, like, the whole point was that they wanted to just do a turnkey option where they can just pass everybody over. It was a D and, and let it, and let it go and at least have a service that they can work with that is actually functional. They had no choice but Facebook. Um, So, it, does it absolutely suck for mixer streamers who didn't diversify? Uh, yes, because anybody that was a mixer streamer that just got passed, that was not Ninja or Shroud, that just got passed over to Facebook, like Facebook's earning potential is absolutely lower than mm-hmm. it was on Mixer. But the reality is uh, Mixer has been floundering for months. And yeah. I mean... All the other streaming platforms, their traffic was growing. The data was available. Like, it was all going up, except for Mixer. And so we assume, okay, everybody's home, so streaming, people are watching streams more now. People are watching streams that never watched them before. Like, the audience was growing. But Mixer wasn't picking up steam. Like, the writing was on the wall. Unless you're Ninja or Shroud, you have to diversify. So I feel terrible for a lot of those folks. But, like, this is not a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, make do or figure something else out. I mean, it's, you know, the only other thing, I guess, maybe they could have gone with YouTube, but like, that's another But that's going to Google, issue. who's their now one of their exactly, enemies. Yeah. Exactly. Of with Stadia so, and then. Like what, when they do Project X Cloud, they've talked about wanting to do the same kind of idea where you can click on a link and it opens X Cloud and you start playing. Like, you can't do that with YouTube anymore because they have Stadia and yeah. they're going to monopolize that. So. If, Got to find that link on Facebook and open it up in xCloud it, server. Which will be pretty easy. And I will say a lot of folks commenting on this are like, 
you know the the prime demographics uh you know and the you know the all that you know facebook is garbage because all the kids are gone um i want to be very clear i use that data i live in that data because a lot of engaged family gaming is content like i stream the efg show on facebook live um there are plenty of people there that are in the target game demographic kids and like you know so like zoomers and like young millennials maybe are not particularly paying attention to facebook but you know, like elder millennials like me and Gen X, all all of which are people who are still buying and playing games and are a core audience mm-hmm. and are truly like the net, you know, the people they want to reach if they want to grow the audience for streaming all are on Facebook. Um, so I'm there. I use that service and app every day. And so do a huge number of my peers. So it's disgusting you you guys can say that and that's fair i'll never contradict you on that trevor um but the um but is it stupid no i mean it's the right call yeah it was the right decision no what you're saying is making a lot of sense it it does it's just at the same time it does feel like hey we're not going to work with these people because we don't like them so we're going to give you to the devil (laughs) the devil (laughs) is more appealing right now than those people but that's me that's me i mean at a certain level they're all equally bad yeah you're I'm, okay so, yeah you're not wrong because there, there is no such thing as ethical consumption under capitalism yeah like, and and twitch and twitch has had a lot of stuff come out recently that we might get into later that uh, it is is not a healthy environment so yeah at least they got rid of dr disrespect <laughs> oh god whatever happened there yeah <laughs> yep uh do we still not know he, he says that they didn't he says he doesn't know what? He put it on stream. He's like, "Yeah, I don't know why I got banned." I'm like, I you, kind of, "You know why I you got of, banned? Well, <laughs> you well, fucking know." I put my penis on well, the stream, but they didn't tell me I got banned because of my penis, so I don't know what happened. No, Listen, there's, there's they said just, I like, video where he did not put his penis on the stream. He did. He did. Yeah. The know, last few minutes of his stream is literally like him talking to the camera, something like that, and then he like gets some sort of notification. He looks at it and he just kind of goes cold, and like his stream ended a few minutes later, and then it was announced he was banned. So he, I don't. I have no idea what happened there. It's that's a weird situation. I'm yeah. very curious. Before yeah, we move we'll find, on, I mean, from obviously this. we'll find out anyway. So I'll, Before st- we move I'll on stop. From this. I know I'm dragging us along. <laughs> Stephen mentioned uh, elder millennials, which is the first time I've ever heard that term before. And I like to imagine that it's like it's like the reskin of the regular millennial enemy you find at the beginning of the game, but it's like a palette swap, and he's a little <laughs> bit stronger. <laughs> you've never heard that. I mean, really, you've never heard that term? No, I've I never actually heard hadn't either, and I'm so, and I'm getting yeah. up there. Well, so first off, I want to go on record as saying that at, at a certain point, generations are just astrology for like it, it's just astrology for sociologists. Yeah. So like, because it doesn't because when you were born, because it, I mean data is showing that when you were born is less important than your economic status and access to technology at least now largely because there are people there's a there's a one of my very dearest friends eleanor she went to high school with me she was born literally 30 days before i was um and i live on the internet right like i have a twitter and i made a tiktok it was embarrassing but i made one <laughs> and it's I'm just even streaming dabbing. I'm, yeah, and I dab. Um, so <laughs> I live stream. I am live streaming a podcast on Twitch with three dudes who I have never met in person, and we only interact via Twitter. And that is, and she doesn't know how to use a wireless mouse. Yeah, because right, and that's you know, and so clearly, you know, so. That, that's a thing but like the idea of an elder millennial is where like 
millennials, but like we're older, so we still remember some of the, you know, like I was born in 1980, so like I still have some Gen X nonsense. I had a you're a right on phone. the cusp. Yeah. Right on the cusp, yeah. They try and call it, like, again, generations don't matter anymore. They used to be a big deal, right? Like, Gen X was way different than boomers, etc. But, like, now it's so blended together. Um, it's not like me and Chad can't talk, you know what I mean? Even though we're, you know, we're slightly different. But it's, so, yeah. That's the elder millennials are just, I'm basically old. But, like, I act like the cool kids. So, like, I kind of live in that thing, you know? I get yeah. it. No matter what generation, you've still had a new Crash Bandicoot. Game. God damn it, Holden! <laughs> Holy shit! I mean, it may have been hot garbage, but we have it. Yeah. Oh Moving on to the third-party quest log, Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. The first gameplay and details revealed. Thank you, Jonathan Dornbush at IGN. So this is an official sequel to Crash Bandicoot 3 Warped, and it will be arriving on PS4 and Xbox One October 2nd, so not that far away. Mm -mm. It's going to feature Crash and Coco. And actually, it's on the trailer, too. You can play as the bad guys Doctor, I have no idea. Dr. Disrespect? I can't remember. <laughs> 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 The uh, goal like, no of idea. a sequel. Obviously, no one has played Crash Bandicoot like... before. So... <laughs> I've never played it before either. either. Uh, the goal of the sequel is to make it feel like the original. Oh, so yeah. have we all not played Crash Bandicoot? I tried. I, I I think I have appreciation for it and everything, but it wasn't my game when I was a kid. I played Crash Team Racing when it came out like last year for like a, a good couple hours. <laughs> um, I guess okay. So uh, full disclosure, I was given a code by Activision to play the Crash trilogy and I hated every minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's Crash funny is I put is this not... in here because I'm like I don't have anything to say about Crash because I just don't care about Crash or played it before but I'll put it in there. I'm sure you guys will have something to say about Crash. <laughs> Crash not a deal. This is my hot take. Come at me in the chat if you all want to. Crash Bandicoot has never been a good video game. It's just PlayStation players had to play what you had. It's just it's, it's he's the son he's Sonic the Hedgehog in Jordan. Ah, I'm not gonna say also, it's a bad game. No, it's a bad game. It's fine. It's okay to say things are bad. <laughs> Trust me, I say plenty of things are bad. Like uh, Chad's opinion on Alan Wake. Uh, but it, it I think oh, you agreed Bandicoot with every point I made. <laughs> <laughs> I think Crash Bandicoot is a fine game. It's just not my game and. Uh, I I think the you know I played the trilogy when it came out and I was like yeah this is fine this is it's a game it's an old game whatever um, I, I know people love and rave about this game um, and so I know they're freaking thrilled about this and I'm happy they're thrilled about it. I'm happy they're getting a fourth installment of a game that they haven't seen since like what 2002 or something like that so or no not even that I should it was earlier than that. Uh, so I'm I'm, like I'm happy for them or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy for them. Yeah, it's just I, for me. I just eh, whatever. I have the dumbest reason for not want to play Crash. Yeah, it's so that? stupid. My my experience with Crash is Uncharted Four, where you are <laughs> running towards the camera, and I hate that idea of running towards the yeah. camera. Like yeah. to me, like that's a broken camera. It's like oh, you should run where you can't see. Like that's a terrible idea. And they already you, showed that in the trailer it, for Crash Four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I just I'm like I have no interest in that. Don't care. There's some of the games I could play. Eh. The, I will say in this case though, the art style of this yeah. does look really good. It looks really pretty. That's the only thing I can really say about it. That's not you know. Eh. Yeah. Sure, sure. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, if there are people who are happy that this game is being made, I'm happy that they're happy. 
because people deserve to be happy. Yeah. But, like, the Stockholm syndrome of oh liking my Crash God. Bandicoot. <laughs> like, play a real platformer. There are I'm several. happy you're happy, but you have been <laughs> coaxed into believing that it's good. What a statement. <laughs> um, it's fine. There are better platformers out there, I'm sure. Um, just play those or play, you know, play crash. I mean, if it brings, reminds you of your childhood and you, yeah, but you know, you're the innocent time before you knew what a good game was, you're in. And I'm, I know I'm like totally like fighting with dusty in the chat. who said that crash bandicoot is his absolute jam. And then I, and I must have immediately after that been like, well, <laughs> sorry, bro. yeah, but I know dusty, dusty would just be like, you know what? That's fine. <laughs> Cause yeah, I mean, we're not chill. fighting. I don't yeah, think yeah, we're I fighting. Um, I hope not. Dusty uh, doesn't fight. It's fine. He's cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's next? Yeah, yeah. What, what's uh, next is Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. We're yep. talking about this right now. Cyberpunk 2077 had their first episode of the Night City Wire, which is just like a like a direct or a state of play or an inside Xbox kind of thing, but just for Cyberpunk. They showed sure. off a new trailer called The Gig, and it only showed footage from the prologue, which kind of blew my mind because it's already like wow this looks like a really you know diverse game with a lot of cool interesting missions you're gonna do and like yeah those are just the first few missions of the game yeah. like, so excited there's a new gang and i think they're called the marks but i think i'm actually wrong i think i misheard them so i'm just gonna write down the marks and if we're wrong uh we're wrong so they're uh, just like the game, really big wrestling fans <laughs> <laughs> carl marks carl uh, throughout marks. The... Oh, yes. oh oh very good <laughs> very very different yeah uh, throughout the game, you'll create a relationship with that gang as well as other games throughout the gang. The game, um, there's going to be an area called the Badlands, which I feel like they've talked about already, which is like an outer area surrounding Night City. That's kind of more of a more desolate, kind of more of like a rural kind of area. But there's people called the Nomads who live there, and I, you'll get to know them too. Um, they talked about Ripper Docks again, which again they've talked about that before as well. And that's going to specialize in these specialize replacing limbs or body parts with cybernetic enhancements, which you purchase with eddies. Um, they did announce officially confirmed uh, that both Xbox and PlayStation versions will be cross-gen with a next-gen upgrade coming at a later time. At launch, the next-gen versions will have slight improvements. Um, another surprising announcement, they had Cyberpunk Edge Runners, which is actually going to be an anime show on Netflix, which is coming in that 2022. Cool. Yeah, I'm curious to see what they do with that. And then kind of the last thing left on was Brain Dance, which is going to be... Essentially, in the lore of the of the world, in the like, original Cyberpunk 2020 tabletop game, it's essentially a way for people to recount memories, and they might use it for like therapeutic purposes. But of course, this is um, a totally different, like a, a kind of their own take on it as well. So they kind of morphed it into being a part of the media landscape in the world. So it's definitely going to be a part of the the lore itself. And porn in the game. They itself, also mentioned explicitly it's used for porn. <laughs> yes, they said it's used for porn and adult content, but not with Oculus Go. That was discontinued well before right. 2077. 55 years previously, yeah. Yeah. In the game, uh, it'll be used as an investigative tool. So you might go in somewhere, see what kind of happened right before someone died or something like that, and kind of get an idea of what to expect or something. But they said it's it's intended for story purposes. It's not like a collectible where you run around and get different brand dances. Like, it's actually intended for the story. Um, what did you guys think of this footage? I'm going to start so that you guys can tear me to pieces. 
Okay. <laughs> I'll say this. I haven't watched it yet, mainly because I'm tired of watching cyberpunk stuff. I just want to just play it. Like I, yeah. I don't care to see any more <laughs> about it. They they could have stopped showing shit for like they could have just stopped showing stuff after they're like Keanu Reeves is in the fucking game. They could have stopped showing anything and it still would have sold the same amount as if they did. So <laughs> I, I just I just put the game out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I, I literally can't tell you why, because all of the pieces seem cool, but I'm not excited for this game. And, like, okay, even watching good. this... I'm not either. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you came on here and you had to, just like, feel like you had to lie. I no, was this like, is a safe I'm, space. I've, I've, I've really tried not to, to say anything about it because I don't think it looks bad. I'm just like, it looks fine. Yeah. It looks really pretty. I, it, I don't want... I'm not. I, I'm gonna I mean, watch my wife play it. That's what yeah, I'm gonna have. That's how I'm gonna experience. The world seems like it's a cool, well-developed thing. There's all sorts of yeah. lore. The characters seem cool. The combat at times seems fun. I was I was okay. I was meh on the detective mode brain dance thing that they showed off. But I, I don't I don't know why. But I look at this game. And I'm like, I don't think I'm gonna play that. I I think I think what it is for me is it has leftover baggage from The Witcher Three for me because I. I played The Witcher 3 and I enjoy I enjoy The Witcher and all that stuff, but I got so fatigued in that game of just so much shit to do that I was like I don't I don't know what to do. Like I'm literally locked in uh, like I'm frozen in place not knowing what to do now and I just don't want to experience that again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, yeah. I'm going to go even I'm going to go a little bit farther and say I will not play this game. Oh. There is zero chance I will play this game. Uh yeah, so it looks cool, uh, but I have never not wanted to play a cool-looking game more. Right? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm so and like I'm shoot like I know like my podcast co-host Amanda Farrow is like this is her jam. Yeah. She just wants to make herself in a cyberpunk world and like blow up some dudes and like drive some cars and like do some cyberpunk stuff. And I am like, you do that. I'm going to do just about anything else. And I'm very happy to miss the bus on this one. Now, part of this, I am absolutely convinced, is that for the last seven years, I've been running a family gaming website. So, like, I only get so many adult games a year, like grown-up games. And uh, this just does not strike me as one of the ones I want to play. And so... Like I'm, it's cool, and all the people that are like hella hype for it, I am so stoked for them to have all this discourse and enjoy it. I am gonna do anything else. Well, like the the weird thing is for me is like I love cyberpunk stuff, like like the 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 2012 Dread movie. That's my fucking jam. Like I love that shit. Like on paper, this game is perfect for me. But I look at it, I'm just like. I don't know if I want to play you. <laughs> I love the idea that maybe no one likes this game, but we're all too scared to oh, say no. we don't like no, it because no, no, it's no, not no. cool to say that. No, 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 no. I, I know that my, my, my friend Dan, like every time a piece of news comes out about Cyberpunk, yeah. he's texting me about it. He's talking to me about it. He Like when it got delayed again to November, like he's just like, I feel personally attacked right now. Uh, <laughs> like it, it, I yeah. know, like my wife Tara, she is she is all in on this. This is her fucking game of the year, no matter what. Like this is this game was made for her, and and I'm like, that's great. I'm 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 gonna watch you play it. And I'm gonna enjoy seeing you play. It. I probably will not play it. 
but that's you know I know that there's people that are excited for it. I know there are. They 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 exist and they're everywhere. It still kind of blows my mind though that this game was announced before the generation that it's ending was out. Yeah. It blow that blows my mind. <laughs> Hold on, save our Is podcast a- from some hate mail. Yes. I, I was actually only halfless what you guys were saying. I think we're on the same page, actually. I'm so pumped. I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. Uh, it, uh, to be serious, though, the uh, episode we just saw itself of, like, the new stuff, the trailer was cool, but everyone was kind of like, I don't, like, you can't say Trevor, I don't need to see anything else. Yeah. I don't really need to. Like, I know I'm going to get this game, just like you guys know you're not going to get it. Like, well, no, so I'm, I'm, I'm sold already. It. Like, I already know exactly how I feel about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to get it. And, like, I, I might play and everything. Mainly, I'm going to watch my wife play. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of cool stuff. I need to know what's going on with Keanu Reeves in this damn game. Like, that's the main <laughs> thing that's pulling me towards. Like, what is Keanu Reeves doing? And I and I need to see it. But that's the only thing that's pulling from me. I haven't seen really anything else that's made me go, I need to play this game. So this is announced in 2012. I think it's 2012. Yeah, like I 2013. Was so it was static. It was the year that the that this generation came out. I looked it up. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Jesus, long time ago. I've been hyped just from that trailer alone. Mm-hmm. I like. I knew like, oh, when that comes out, I'm so into it. And here's the: thing, I'm not a Witcher fan. I tried The Witcher three like 50 bazillion times. <laughs> I, I put up to 10 hours like per time trying it, and I was just like, this isn't for me. But I know I can respect. I know it's like a well crafted oh, yeah, like, yeah. RPG experience. But it's just like I couldn't get into it. So I'm like, that's my only hesitation with Cyberpunk is that I know I, I don't. I have never enjoyed a yeah. Cyberpunk 20 uh, a uh, CD Project Red game before. Like, but this is all my alley. It's the Blade Runner. It's got like you said, Judge Dredd. Like yeah. that, absolutely. Well, specifically, just dread, yeah. <laughs> just dread, just dread. That was such a good movie. I love the cyberpunk aesthetic. It's it was really cool for me to see like daytime in in the cyberpunk world and what that looks like. It's it, all it, very very exciting to me. But I don't need to see anything else. If, I'm, I'm already sold. Stop showing me stuff. If I could reenact Blade Runner in the game, I, I it would be my game of the year. Like <laughs> I'm just saying. But uh, like I'm not at all saying that this game is bad or is going to be bad. This is the one game this year that I'm like this could give Last of Us two the the run for its money for game of the year. It's the only, in my opinion, that I can see. It's the only game that is coming out that mm-hmm. could possibly do that. So it is absolutely going to be a good day, game. It's going to sell is, gangbusters and it's going to have massive. God fucking damn it, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That is 2020. So Chad has a great yeah, point. It could be Chad, you, you, need to, Chad, you need to acknowledge that, Trevor. Acknowledge that. Hashtag fuck Chad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't think there's a chance it's going to be a bad game, but I think it. What if I'm not going to like it? It's going to be because I'm just not interested in the kind of the moment to moment like I was in. In The Witcher, but yeah. like when I saw that forty-four minute gameplay demo, I'm like, no, this looks like it's so my alley. The the how ambitious it is would normally scare me because after the No Man's Sky experience, <laughs> and how, how that went, you must have liked that game, but obviously the over over uh, hyped. Um, I, I trust that's not going to be the case here. I don't think that they would hype it to this degree. Oh no, because of the pedigree that they have. So I'm just I'm so ecstatic to see it. I'm actually really surprised. I'm the only one. I I was surprised was excited. too. I really. <laughs> Honestly, Sorry. I'm surprised that you didn't somehow segue that into the next news topic because there was a pause yeah. and I'm like, I was waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So all right, I feel like this might be the inverse because I am so unbelievably unexcited for this next game, <laughs> June's Marvel Avengers War Table. Uh, bullshit. Whatever it was was showing yeah. off. 
And so they had a new story trailer. It shows the Avengers are on trial for causing unnecessary damage and for posing a danger to society. Basically just like Civil War. Yep. Kind of very similar kind yep. of thing. Um, there's going to be a villain called Modok, who will be the main villain of the story, and he works with AIM do, to make oh, a robot army that he can yeah, control with his mind. Steven, I had do the same reaction. Know who Modok is? I had the same reaction. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, some nope. villain, he okay. must be Modok? Am I saying that correctly? Um... Okay. Thank you, Dallas. Thank you. He says he's here for me on Cyberpunk. Okay. I'm assuming he's not here for me on Avengers. You, I first, off, I think, first off, if you don't know who Modok is, then I actually think it's th that actually kind of explains why you're not kind of hyped for this. Yeah. I'm not a big superhero person. I like going right. to see Marvel movies, but I'm not like, oh man, like I can't wait until they bring back the Silver Surfer and blah blah blah. I, I don't care. <laughs> like that's not why I get well, excited about. Well, Stephen, see, see, before you say that. That people don't know who Modok is. That's why. Elevate. So here's the thing: when Modok showed up in spoilers for uh, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance three, I was like, "That's fucking cool as shit." They put Modok in here. Hell yeah, let's fucking go! And then he showed up in the Avengers trailer. And I went, "This made it worse." <laughs> <laughs> Because you showed me a game where it's like, oh, we have super realistic graphics, and for some reason everyone's wearing a wig, and we're, we're going with realism on this, and, and we're going for beautiful graphics, and then we put fucking MODOK in the, in the fucking game. I don't... Why? Also, wasn't Taskmaster the villain they showed off originally? Well, what happened from with that? A no. multiple. Yeah, they they got a shitload okay. of villains in this one. So, so here's think the thing: Modok, like the Thor, or not sorry, not the Thanos, like the overarching villain, and then there will be Ugh. other villains throughout. The Thor, the overarching yeah. villain, yeah. Thor. That so, against. <laughs> so here's the thing: the uh, Avengers is the coolest looking game. I'm not interested in. Just like what 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 Stephen was talking, or I remember who was saying that. Like like it, it it's it hits like every bullet. Like if you read the bullet points out on paper that should be like my fucking jam like it's even got destiny shit in there like they showed a vendor and it's got fucking stats on it and everything and all i thought was i don't have the time for this or the care like and the combat somehow looks so boring like thor is swinging around his hammer and beating stuff up and i almost fell asleep i don't know how i don't know why i don't know what's going on i'm very confused somebody explain it to me i <laughs> am so in denial on this game. <laughs> this game, I will 100% be stoked for until it comes out and sucks. And this trailer showed that it's, prob it's, it's probably not going to be good. But I'm still so hyped for it. Because looking at that gameplay, the seven minutes of gameplay that they showed us, which was really 45 seconds of gameplay repeated for seven minutes. It was... <laughs> It's just a bunch of gray-ass robots, and then you jump from dome to dome, destroying the same other robot over and over with the same moves. And then the, they spent the rest of the trailer, like, touting, oh my gosh, you can customize it in so many ways, and you could have this move do this, and this and this. And I was like, cool, why didn't you show us any of that? You showed us the same three Thor moves through all of these things. So it, yeah. it, it has, you're right, the bullet points of this thing make it sound like it could be like all the the armor that you can collect from all the different comic books the different powers that you could customize the different ways that you want and the play styles and the growing roster of superheroes that you can play for for free with new content yeah for free like that sounds so dope but man it looks like such a bad game and i am not i'm not gonna have a good time playing it but that's not gonna keep stop me from buying it i think what it looks like in oh, sorry good it looks like an overly ambitious licensed game not attached to a movie. Yep. That's what it looks yeah. like. All this really cheesy dialogue of like, better get them robots or like that kind of stuff. Like, that's all in there. Like, and well, it's 
They no offense, Nolan North, but I heard it. I'm like, oh, that's Nolan North. That's I what wasn't I thinking. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, that yeah. sounds. I'm like, like that doesn't sound like Tony Stark. <laughs> that sounds like Nolan North. Like, and I know because it is Nolan North, but I'm like, it doesn't have the 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 pizzazz that any Tony Stark has. I'm not just comparing him to, to Robert Downey Jr. because that would just be completely unfair. But I'm just like, you just sound like you're Nolan North just delivering lines, like like uh, like Saints Row Four when you could just be Nolan North. Um, it, it, <laughs> Is that really a thing? I yeah, no. It, in 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 Saints Row Four, <laughs> when you're making a character, you choose your voice style, and literally the last one is Nolan North. Like it's male voice one, male voice two, male voice three, Nolan North. <laughs> it's one of the best jokes in video games. Um, but like, I, I think what's worrying me is that, like I said, I saw a lot of destiny in it with the whole like, oh, your armor has stats and everything like that. And all I could see was like destiny one year one or two where I'm like, this mm-hmm. is going to be a hot mess at launch because you all have never done a games as service before. You have no experience in this. I don't know if people who work there have like worked on other games and stuff, but as a main studio, you've never done one of these before. Your last game was, I think their last game was Tomb Raider, wasn't it? Right. Yep. Yeah. It was the yeah. Last so Tomb you're Raider going game. from Tomb Raider, which is a very heavy story driven game where you're going around and going from point A to point B. And now you're making <clears throat> a co-op online game with stats that matter, changing up your moves and doing all that stuff. And, and the main important point is to be replayable. If those missions are like freaking Battleborn, where it's this long freaking mission that is the same every fucking time and the combat is not interesting, it's going to die the same slow death that Battleborn did or did. That is ex- that is exactly what I was thinking. So yeah. watch this going. Okay, you pick a story mission. Do you do that same story mission with yeah. your friends over and over with the cutscenes and Aaron like that sounds miserable. Yeah. Like even Destiny does this handles this well because technically in Destiny you can do the same missions over and over again. But it's like the there's not really a cutscene, it's just like a ghost will talk to you or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And like you can just ignore him and talk to your friends. I I really I, I I'm speculating, I don't know this, but I just feel like you're gonna be playing this game and then you're gonna jump into a cutscene and it just I, I that's not gonna work for mm-hmm. what it's trying to do. And they didn't show that, but I still got that vibe because they always said, Oh, and you can do these like hero story missions. And then so you can do it with your friends. I'm like, I don't know. I, this doesn't sound like it's going to work for me. I also already wasn't sold on the game to begin with. I've been hugely skeptical of this game since it was first announced. But so. he, he, all that said, I'm probably going to buy it at launch because I got to know like yep. how it is. I, it, it's one of those where I'm like, this game sounds so cool that I need to know if I like it. And I don't think a review is going to tell me that. So I'm, I'm probably going to buy it at launch. Because I'm a terrible consumer. The one thing I'm holding out hope for <laughs> Is that it is it is Crystal Dynamics and it is Idos Montreal and they are talented people yeah. and they've brought on a lot of really talented voice acting and I'm hoping oh, yeah. that the the story so like the the cutscenes and the single player stuff that we haven't seen so far I'm hoping that's like really really stellar writing and that it, it's going to make it all worth it. I don't know if Brett's in the chat or just listening to this on the podcast, but he's screaming at us right now. <laughs> All right, my turn. Yes, go for it. Let's hear it. I'm going to bring it home here. This game is going to be fucking amazing. This is the right, inverse start, of cyberpunk. Let, let, me, <laughs> let me start off my statement. All of you go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, first off, um, okay. I 
everything that you guys said you're worried about is actually kind of what I'm okay with and excited about and used to um, because I play World of Warcraft. And so here's what's really interesting to me. Every Friday, um, I, you know, tag along with some people. Not every Friday, but on a bunch of Fridays, I go mm-hmm. do the same freaking dungeon oh, yeah. with the same freaking people. And I fight the same freaking bosses. And literally, I play a paladin. So my job is to hit shift two and not stand <laughs> in the red shit. And that's literally my job. Did you take damage? Okay. You're mine. <laughs> um, and so... Uh, that's it. Shift F2. Sometimes I got to get fancy and do control two. <laughs> like if I want to get real crazy. So, Steven, Steven I played a paladin too. I appreciate you so much yeah, right now. So, <laughs> so like the, so repetitive does not bother me. Repetitive. You can, they can fix some of that. My understanding was that the story stuff, the, the story, like capital S story was going to be, in single player stuff and that there go there are going to be story bits in some of the war zone but like the bulk of the the four of us suit up as four avengers and go into it those are going to be um that they'll have story bits but i don't it doesn't sound like they will have full-on cutscenes and full-on stuff it will just be scenarios Mm -hmm. and there may be story on the way in and on the way out but like in the middle of it it's hard to do that and the and it, 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 so if they are listening to any like we have to assume that they're not creating this game in a vacuum like you said you know yeah. you don't want it to be like battleborn battleborn happened and failed before this game went yeah. into development yeah so we have to assume and i, I this could 100 percent fall flat on its face i get it but i have to assume that they were like okay let's look at all the multiplayer games that are in this you know ballpark yeah and i can't imagine no one put battleborn on there as like oh, this is I, one of the most catastrophic right failures i i can't imagine nobody did well see, see, here, they, here's, here's the thing you, you're, you're saying the, the repetitive thing and and, and i get that because i i again we play we play destiny <laughs> destiny is repetitive the game like yeah <laughs> but it's it's is the repetitiveness fun like in world of warcraft i understand there. that okay i'm okay, getting good. there yeah I'm getting there. Okay. I was I was remarkably quiet while y'all were trashing my dream. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, I'll shut up. I'll so, shut up. So, I mean, um, okay. So, the repetitive thing, I think there will be a solution to that. I also think this is one of those games that, that, that when we buy it, day one, because you're damn right I'm buying this day one, it's going to be a fundamental <laughs> fundamentally different game than it is day 365. Oh, 100%. So, this is one of those, it's... The game is going to get better, and so it's one of those. I just want to be in on the ground floor floor for the experience. Um, so, but the repetitive stuff, either they will have fixed it in the beginning, or it will get fixed over time. Um, I don't give a crap about repetitive. I play World of Warcraft, so repetitive is fine as long as I am interested in what I'm doing. Um, now I know you said that combat looked boring. I'm gonna be super real with you. I don't think we were I don't feel like we were watching the same trailer like again I'm not impacted by doing the same thing over and over again um but like I thought that was cool I was like hey check it out I'm Thor in a t-shirt and I got these you know <laughs> awesome broad shoulders and I'm whacking dudes with hammers and I was like this is a game I could play I could do this I I think I could actually do this whereas they show me a Dark Souls trailer and I'm like there's no way I could do this like I actually think I could play <laughs> this video game and do it. 
you know, and beyond that, like it's not necessarily repetitive because you are going to be leveling up and playing through all of the Avengers and all of them play differently. And that's the one thing that I noticed and I really appreciated. You saw Iron Man flying around and he flies differently than Thor does. Mm -hmm. And he probably and so his moves are different. Now, they really didn't do a very good job of showcasing all of the di- like they told us they were going to be differences. They didn't mm-hmm. show us that there will be differences. Yeah. But I think we can all agree just obviously that there will be a difference between the way Black Widow fights versus the way that the Hulk fights. And so that changes it. And that's another way I do it. I have four level 120 characters in World of Warcraft. So if I don't feel like being a healer, double XP is <laughs> broken. Um, it's worth mentioning they're giving double XP in World of Warcraft right now, so it's way easy to get 120 characters. Okay, Anyways, okay. Um, um, so the so there's that. That's a, that that's the repetitive thing. The other thing is I'm just gonna be super real with you. Uh, that ever growing roster of heroes, we kind of hand waved that. Um, that just sounds freaking amazing to oh, me. Oh yeah, like. We a whole news post, uh, like a whole like section of this was us talking about them adding freaking Min Min to Smash, right? <laughs> and I love Min Min. I think Min Min's a cool character. That's neat, cool, whatever. She got no bad arms. words about Min Min. <laughs> Listen, I'm not even here. I won't I, hear it. I will I fight you in the ramen bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. Is that so like much. Hell in a Cell, but for nerds? <laughs> no, oh, that's, that's the uh, Arms League. That's okay. the Arms Arena. That's for Min Min's character. Okay. All right. Oh my god. Fair. Fair. So, um, so basically Hell in a Cell for nerds. You just explain yes. it in a very different way. Um, so <laughs> the uh, that roster like. Um, I just am fast forwarding to, so this is coming out in September or October. Like, let's picture January and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, like Hawkeye's here and yeah, like, um, and this is it. Vision is going to be in this game. Oh, that's cool. And, and because he's going to be, because he's a freaking Avenger and he was in the movies and, um, Vision is my favorite superhero literally of all time, full stop. And so... Um, literally, I openly wept when he appeared on screen in Civil War. Openly wept to the point where my oldest son who was there was like, Dad, are you okay? And I'm like, it's the vision, son. Give me a minute. <laughs> and, um, so that by itself. Infinity War was it. heartbreaking for you then. Sorry to interrupt. Um, not only was it heartbreaking, the only reason it wasn't worse was because I saw it coming from a mile away. Yeah. Because it was... Because obviously, because whenever they're like, it's a two-parter, I was like, oh, so he's going to get all the junk and he's going to get all the the stones and put them in the hammer (laughs) and put them in his gauntlet and he's going to do some stuff. And I'm like, he's in order to get the one off of Vision, going to have to rip it off his head. I'm going to have to watch that. And guess what? They made me do it. The only thing that sucked (laughs) is that he would punk. The thing that sucked about that, um, I guess weird tangent, but whatever, I'm on the show, so tangents are a thing. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Is that they punked him like in the beginning of like I, so he didn't get to like whoop anybody's ass. He was just like a chump for the entire movie, and that sucked. But like whatever, it's fine because we got some really awesome Scarlet Witch moments out of it, which is better. Um, but anyway, I think the um, I, I, I know we hand what what happened is the three of you guys kind of hand waved like a, I think a lot of some of the awesome stuff and focused on some of the negative, and I think. I agree they have more to show us. The good news is uh, there's another war table next month, and they're going to okay. show us more. Um, so I I still believe. Also, um, it's going to be a T-rated online, you know, yeah. superhero game, punching dudes in the face. Like, 
I have to play it anyway for work. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm <laughs> super stoked for this game. Um, maybe I'll, I'll, in spite of. I'll tell you what, but, Steven. If they announce that one of the expandable characters is Spider-Man voiced by Yuri Lowenthal, it'll be my game of the year. I'm in. It'll be my I'm game in. of the fucking year. <laughs> that, but here's the thing. That's not outside the realm of possibility. So, so that's the thing. In the trailer, this is the one thing that I was just like, oh, oh. Uh, the 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 reporter guy that gets knocked down before Thor shows up what, has a Daily Bugle microphone. So maybe maybe I mean Dave. I mean Dave Marvel teased. is touching this game and the Spider Man game. Like it's still there's is that connection still good mm-hmm. good. Listen, it's possible. <laughs> I I want it. I want it. But no, you you make you you make really good points. Um, and I I my gut reaction is. It looked bland, but I understand what you're saying. And like I said, I am going to pick this game up at lunch. Here's the thing. I want this game to be awesome. I want to love this game. I want to hop on this game as much as I hop on Destiny. If it does that, I will be over-freaking-joyed. It's just right now, I don't see it. But maybe I'll feel different when I have it in my hand. You, the, the, just like with, with God of War, they said you we cannot describe to you the feeling of the Leviathan Axe until yeah. you use it. If I get the same feeling pulling Mjolnir to myself as the, the, the Leviathan Axe, oh yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. God, we're not even through the news yet, are we? Jesus fucking <laughs> <laughs> The general asked me at the beginning, like, hey, how long is it going to be? I was like, oh, it's me and these dudes. It's going to be a while. (laughs) (laughs) So I think this is a good way to transition into... It's now time for Summer Games Bet Fest. Bet. Bet. That's right. It's Summer Games Bet Fest, where we take bets on summer's best game fest. Summer, summer game fest. Summer, summer of gaming, and the rest are best for bets. Bet. Bet. I hate you, Brett. (laughs) (laughs) He loves you. Brent loves everyone. Not equally. He loves me most. So before we get to this week's bet, an update on last week's bet. So we just ran with the assumption that that Let's Go Gold and Silver is going to be a thing, and it wasn't, so all of our bets were wrong. (laughs) So so there's that. This week we're going to be betting on what is going to be the Metacritic score for the Avengers when it comes out. Now, Chad and Trevor very graciously pointed this out to me that it's an online game, so its reviews are going to be coming out at a different frequency than, say, like Last of Us, where it's kind of all at once because it's a single-player game. So review Metacritic score as of September 31st, so a few weeks after it launches, what that Metacritic score is going to be. And we're, and we're, and we're doing scaling, right? We're going to like like September. 70 to 80 or 80 to 90, right? That's what we're doing to, for the, the bet? Yeah, within yeah. a 10, uh, 10 point range, yeah. Okay. So Dusty already put in 73, but if you want to change that, so it's, it's, a, it's a range. You can do that, Dusty, unless you're really confident, in which case I appreciate We're also going to keep track of everyone's chat answer, too. I'm just kidding. That's not going to happen. <laughs> you're going to vote on I'll Twitter. I'll screenshot it. I'll screenshot it. Everybody put your, everybody put your stuff in right now. I'm going to screenshot it. Here's where I think it's going to uh, land. I think it's going to land. I think it's going to land in the sevens, like the seven something. Um. I, I don't think it's going to dip as far down as Anthem did at launch and be like in the five or six mm-hmm. range, but I think it's going to hit sevens for sure. It's no, it is not going to be eights or nines right at launch, but it will get there. If people end up doing like a re-review a year later, it'll probably review that way, but low sevens is what I'm saying. So you're thinking like 70 to 80? Yeah. Okay. I'm actually going to write this down in a brand new note. What about you, Steven? What do you think? 
<laughs> I'm not betting. So, um, you know what? Because I have to contradict Chad, I'm going to say it's going to land in the eights. All and right. this is why. I think, I mean, the game still has months before it's going to come out, and so we can say that it doesn't look good, whatever. I think that the game is going to be good enough to get an eight, at which point then it's just, you know. I, yeah. I, I don't think an eight is outside the realm of possibility. So I'm going to go for it. Because I have to establish, you know, I've established my personal brand. I have to contradict Chad. He said it can't be an eight, so now I have to say. Well, I your personal brand was hashtag Steven is bad at games. No, no, no. It that's just, remember hashtag Steven thing, is yeah. bad at games. Hashtag fuck Chad. That's um, right. yeah. No space. Holden, you want to go? Use thirty I? hashtags on Instagram. So like, I got. Plenty. I just, I just realized something else. We actually, I didn't. I forgot to consider in this. Metacritic will re- review technically differently PS4, Xbox One, PC. Do you want to say PS4 versions, the one we're going off of? Yeah, yeah no, the one that more people have the ability to get because it's the better console right now. Full stop. <laughs> wow. exactly. uh, I mean, you're not wrong, but wow, weird. Yeah. Weird flex. Did you, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think we could just say, like, so if something gets reviewed poorer on another console, like if it's, you know, a, a 78 uh, Metacritic on PS4 and like, a, you know a 73 on xbox one or something then it's not the game's fault yeah it's you know something else so i would just assume just go with whatever the highest is mm-hmm. you know what i mean because like the game Unless it's pc is, and you can like max out the settings but highest yeah, console let's do highest should. console sure yeah. that, i think that i guess that's fine okay holden do you want to go or should i go ahead uh, I'm I'm with Chad uh, mostly. I I'm gonna say 70s to 80s, uh, but I'm going. But I I feel it's gonna be high 70s. I feel like this is gonna be. Uh, it, it could get an 80, but I think it's gonna be mainly like if I if we're putting exact numbers on, it, I'd say like 77, 78, somewhere around there. Um, again, that is good. That is a good game, and I think games at service at launch to get that is fantastic. Um. I don't know if I agree with you, Holden, that down the line it will go up or anything like that, uh, mainly because I watch Destiny reviews and they're <laughs> hilarious. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, th- I think that's where it's going to be. So, um, I can't, I'm, I'm going to say 60s, 70s. It's going to be oh. in that range. And here's why. One, I, just, I, st- I still think it looks bland and boring and just uninteresting. I just don't care. Like, I think that's a big part of this. I'm just very yeah. apathetic towards it in general. Uh, but, like, nothing in the trailer made me go, oh, it looks a like good gameplay. It was framey in a trailer, which is never a good sign. That's not good. Um, Trevor, you made a great point earlier before we were talking about the betting on that this is Crystal Dynamics' first um, games as service game, which means it's kind of their first game with serious online components to it. How's that going to go, mm-hmm. especially with the demand this game is going to have? I think it's going to be messy at launch. So I'm saying 60 to 70 because I just don't think it's going to work as well as we would like it to. If, if, on top of the single player already being a little janky if i if i had to put like a real like nostradamus uh of like vision out there i think it is going to run like ass on the current gen and then yep. when next gen comes out and it instantly upgrades it's how the game was meant to be played that's gonna be the case of so many games but yeah i think yeah. you're right yeah <laughs> yeah all but right yeah. i feel like that was a good range there that's, yeah, that's a good, yeah. Good bit. yeah 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 I'll even go down to the middle. It's like if, if if it's the lower seventies, Chad wins that one. If it's the higher seventies, fuck you, Chad. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> There's no way to know. It's impossible to know. Metacritic doesn't yeah, get that impossible. specific. <laughs> I thought they did. <laughs> they do. Huh? Oh, okay. Fuck you. <laughs> 
Before we move on to our main quest, let me tell everyone out there about Affable Idiots. It is the brand under which we fall, as well as our sister podcast, AAWY, and also with you, and so much more to come. But before we get to the more to come part, we need your help. The first thing and the easiest thing you can do is you can go to subscribe to us right now. You can do it on Twitch if you're watching live, all of you. Every single one of you in that chat better be subscribed on Twitch. You can also go to our YouTube channel for Respawn Name Fire, for AAWI, and for Affable Idiots. We need all three. Links in the description right now. Look down. Look down at your phone. Look down at your computer. Tap the little button. It's there. Go create 17 Gmail accounts. Subscribe to all of those because we need vanity links and we don't have enough subscribers yet to get there. Go listen to us on podcast services, obviously. Five stars. Anything less than five stars, stop listening to us because we only want perfect people. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, you can go to patreon.com slash respawn aim fire. Float us a dollar or more and you get everything we have to offer, including really dope wallpapers. You get the ability to play with us every single week on game nights and Nintendo game nights. And you get to influence what we play each month for barf. Uh, And a reminder, we held the vote. You patrons voted for Fable Anniversary. I don't know if we've announced that on this podcast yet. But Fable Anniversary is what we're playing in July. Um, So make sure that's on Game Pass, obviously, because it's a Microsoft game. If you still have the original Xbox laying around with that, you can play that too. But the first Fable is what we're playing. Holden! I've been playing with this little little thing all night. I just real quick, real quick before you do that, on my podcast, I'm like, hey, you know, leave a review. Don't be a jerk. Chad's just like, fuck you, leave. <laughs> Four stars or less, you're not my friend, and I only want my friends here. So, we'd be talking about for the main quest some abusive workplace and industry practices that kind of came to light uh, this week. Uh, I, I didn't include the notes, but I actually wanted to include it because I was listening to kind of funny discussion on it, and they made me realize this is worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of this discussion kind of started when a lot of members of IGN started talking about Steve Butts and Tal Bevins, who were kind of just pretty shitty managers, yeah. it sounds like. Like, really shitty managers with really bad work practice um, habits and just treating people badly, constantly nagging them, just... Not good stuff. Um, and that spawned a lot of people sharing experiences of what their work experience has been. And that led to a lot of discussion about sexual harassment um, mm-hmm. issues at, at work. So there were a lot of incidences. We can't cover all of them um, just because there, there were unfortunately too many um, to discuss. Uh, I did want to focus on the Ubisoft accusations, the Insomniac um, stuff, Techland. And then another story that I felt like didn't get enough attention um, and I, I wanted to talk about that one. And I'm just going to start with that one. I'm going to read through all of it, and then we can kind of just discuss it all as a big chunk. Does that work for you guys? Yep. Yes. I am still listening okay. while you're talking. I can hear you. I'm going to go use the restroom, but I'm still listening to everything you say. I promise. God, I hope yeah. that's not the live mic. <laughs> um, so first story is going to be about um, Paola Alejandra. Um, she is a an, an esports, um, she's an esports broadcaster, I believe. She's uh-huh. like an announcer for esports, right? Yeah, um, she's a so host. She, I mean, she does. A, she, she wears many, 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 many hats. Yeah. Um, so she had a a, a twit longer, which is just a really long. It's a blog post essentially, and it's called "Here's My Story." Um, so we're gonna run through that first. So Paola calls out Blaine <coughs> Howard, who is a senior PR manager for Xbox. <laughs> Chad, your mic is live. Twitter profile. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> can we get I an feel F? like I should wait. Can we get an I, F in the chat 
for to pay respects. Um, <laughs> can can so. Okay. Oh my god. Yeah, we can literally. I kind of want to wait to talk about yeah. this. Yeah. I don't want to listen to Chad peeing while I yeah. discuss this topic. Yeah. No. Let's let's uh let's just uh yeah yeah we we, we okay okay Chad is back. All right. Yes. For that, anyone I say that chat. tops Alex running down the stairs <laughs> easily. Thanks. Okay. Reserious ourselves because serious topic. Yes. 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 Um, so Paola Alejandra. Um, the first, uh, she had the long post, the first thing she did, she called out somebody named Blaine Howard. He's a senior PR manager for Xbox. That's according to his Twitter profile. He was allegedly using his industry power to bring her to his hotel room at an industry event. The next day, she saw a post about his recent engagement. Oh. Uh, I then went to Blaine's uh, Twitter account, and he made no statement, nothing uh, about this uh, whatsoever. Um, the next um, person she talked about was um, Billy Shibley, and uh, who she met at BlizzCon, and she says, quote, they became buddies immediately. She later found out that Billy had spread rumors about them sleeping together. The claims were false. At the time, Paola was on a Destiny fire team. Oh, Billy is, um, he works at Bungie for um, working on Destiny. That's kind of what. Yeah, so he's oh. a prominent person as well. Um, at the time, Paola was on a Destiny Fire team with Andrea Renee of What's Good Games, um, and Paola didn't want to uh, didn't want Andrea to invite Billy to join their game one night just because of the discomfort of what you know her and Billy had gone through. She expressed this to Andrea, and Andrea just said, "You know, I've known Billy for a long time. He wouldn't do that," and dismissed it. But it kind of got worse after that. Um, after that event, Paola claims that Andrea had blacklisted her, kind of ostracized her from the group, and going as far as to claim that the awkwardness resulted from Paola's jealousy for not being part of What's Good Games. Paola said that you know she was doing esports, so like that's kind of the direction she was going in. She didn't really want to be on What's Good Games anyway. Um, I went to Billy's t- uh, Twitter account, and he hasn't made a statement about this. Um, Andrea made a statement about the larger claims that were happening in the industry. She made the statement that she hasn't always been the best ally, but didn't specifically mention Paola on on Twitter. Um, they did do about a three minute little like discussion on what's good games, where she was a little bit more specific, um, and she could have been a better ally in that situation. Um, and then they it kind of went back to the regular podcast after that. Um, streamers Mike Carr and May, who were also known as Diesel and Mrs. May, were accused of pressuring Paola to engage in sexual activity with them. <clears throat> they went as far as sending Paola photos of their acts together. Neither Mike Carr nor May um, have made statements about this on Twitter. Paola also claims that Zombie Unicorn made an active effort to make her feel unwelcome at events and part of the industry in general. According to Paola, Zombie Unicorn would post on Twitter questioning her involvement at certain events, actively made uh, attempts to discredit her, suggesting that Paola only made it so far because she'd slept her way upwards. Uh. And apparently Twitch and Mutual Friends did nothing despite Paola reaching out. Um, Zombie Unicorn also has not made a statement about this on Twitter. In that specific case, though, she is... Um, dealing with her own uh, issues with sexual abuse from another streamer called Syndicate. So, uh, Kiss on a Unicorn, she's kind of involved in that right now, so it's a little more understandable. Um, the final allegations were um, against one of her former boyfriends, uh, Elite Shot, and it was an emotionally abusive relationship, as he describes it. She says the strug- that she struggled with um, him talking to other women behind her back, but also later on in the relationship, he was sharing uh, anti Semitic, homophobic uh, views, also kind of delved in a lot of conspiratorial thoughts. Um, Elite Shot denied the claims um, of anti-Semitism, but didn't say anything else. He only denied the claims of anti-Semitism, and he claimed he didn't even know what the term was, um, so he had to look it up. If you don't know what anti-Semitism is, which honestly, to 
to be frank, I don't believe him. Um, there's no, you don't know what that means. It just means you have a, a to put it lightly, a, a hatred of Jewish people. That's like the latest way I think you can put it. It's a disgusting ideology. Yeah. Um, he did lose his sponsorship with Astro Gaming, um, which he was with for more than five years. Payola is also sponsored by Astro Gaming. She's, of course, still sponsored by them. Um, so that happened with Payola's situation. Then we're going to jump into some of the game studios that have um, had their own uh, issues to work out as well. Ubisoft and Insomniac are facing allegations over mistreatment of women. This is from Hayden Tyler at gamesindustry.biz. There were dozens of allegations were made against Ubisoft, Ubisoft executives, ranging from physical assault, threats of rape, and a racist and homophobic work culture at Ubisoft Sophia. A Ubisoft spokesperson said the company is deeply concerned and takes the claims very seriously. A former character artist for Insomniac posted to Twitter saying her former employer had incidents involving double digits of women harmed by the company's culture. Insomniac has throttled careers of great women, left them no option but to resign and protected sexual predators. Insomniac responded to the allegations with two tweets. The first, we are aware of the allegations made in a former employee's tweets today and had taken numerous steps to address them. For legal and privacy reasons, we will not respond to individual allegations about specific former employees. The next tweet said, we are a workplace family that has actively promoted diversity, inclusion, representation, and equality for our entire existence. We will continue to do so every single day. Um, next article here is report to Ubisoft execs and other employees placed on leave in wake of allegations. This is from Eric Van Allen at US Gamer. Uh, Tommy Francois and Maxime Balland, both VPs at Ubisoft um, and other employees beneath them, have been placed on administrative leave as a result of the accusations against them. These include the creative director of Assassin's Creed um, Valhalla, Asraf Ismail. Uh, Ubisoft has launched several internal investigations with the help of a specialized external counsel. Until the investigations are complete, Ubisoft will not be commenting further. Um, and the final article here, multiple women accuse writer Chris Avalon of sexual misconduct, Ethan um, Gatch at Kotaku. Writer of Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance and Fallout New Vegas, Chris Avalon has been accused of sexual misconduct, including sexual harassment and assault. Chris was partnering with Techland on Dying Light 2, but after investigating um, Techland, um, after investigating, Techland has severed ties with Chris. Ghetto Studios, who he was also working with, has cut off ties while working with uh, their game, The Waylanders. While working for Obsidian, Chris would flaunt his company card and buy drinks for everyone, but he was really putting pressure on specific women to drink more than they were comfortable with, after which Chris would find an opportunity to force himself on the women. On Twitter, Chris responded to one of his accusers. He added the person and then said, then talk to me. I never meant any harm to you or Jackie, and I had thought these things between us had ended um, well all up until seeing you off. That said, if I can't do anything to apologize for it, I understand, and there's nothing more to be done. Um, the article about Chris Avalon went into great detail about what he was doing, and it absolutely is in the category of sexual assault. Um, I just didn't want to mention the specifics of like what he had done. Yeah. Just, you know, it's already a heavy conversation to begin with. Um, that's not, and the sad thing is that this is not all the stories. There were tons <laughs> of stories that were coming out. And as a matter of fact, in my research, I kept finding more. And it, there are a lot of stories being shared this week. Um, kind of funny, I think, did a good thing by making a, about a two-hour discussion between Tim Geddes, Nick, Scar uh, Nick Scarpino, and Greg Miller, just discussing like how they can really make their community better and kind of handle these things more effectively. They were talking about it very broadly, because more mm -hmm. like about bullying, but also this kind of stuff um, as well. Um, uh, this is serious, and it needs to be discussed. 
another one that uh, did something similar when it came to community stuff was uh, Rooster Chief, specifically Achievement Hunter. Uh, Mika yep. Burton put out a thing. Uh, saying how she felt like she was just completely hung out to dry. She uh, she basically went on this, this not rant, rant's not the right word. She started talking about on their, their podcast, Off Topic, about what it's like to not only be a woman, but be a woman of color in, uh, in that community and how every time someone shits on her for anything, no one steps up to the plate to talk to, uh, to defend her or anything like that. Anytime she tries to, she just gets more shit. Um, and so that brought up a lot of stuff with uh, Fiona, who works there right now. And they, if you haven't watched the the episode of Off Topic where they talk about it, uh, Jeff says a lot of really good stuff. Everyone says a lot of good stuff, but Fiona, everything she says there, I recommend just going and watching and listening to what she has to say. It was it was powerful stuff. But uh. The, the all the game industry you know sexual allegations and everything like that i first off let, let's just be clear we are four white men sitting here talking about this so we are not the best people to like really say a lot of stuff about it but main, the main thing that i think is a good message is like is uh, you know a shout to everyone that had the courage to say this stuff to come forward and and Mm -hmm. say what is going on and call people out for the shit that they are doing um it's i i'm not gonna say i know it's not easy i'm i'm sure it's not easy um but this 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 is shitty this sucks it sucks to know that it's not just happening it's happening so much still and And it's happening with people that you've seen in content that you enjoy it's not like it's, like it's that far away. Yeah, it it, it is it is it it's shitty. It sucks, and I, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I hate that it happens. And, and the 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 number one thing that I think is a that a lot of people are kind of taking away from this, who you know, obviously are not affected by this. They are not the victims here. They are not the ones that are go that went through or are continuing to go through this stuff. But I think a lot more people are now are going like, hey, if you fucking see something, say it. Call them mm-hmm. out in the moment. Be like, and, and I get a lot of the stuff was not seen, but if, if I know that there were some instances that I've heard of where it was and people didn't say anything, and a lot of people in ours are like, like Greg Miller used to say, "Don't feed the trolls," and I and I and I even said that for a while. I'm like, don't look, on, don't look in the comment section. That's the that's under the bridge where the trolls live. Fuck that. If people are being shitty in the community, they need to be you know counted uh you know called out accounted for and kicked out if need be so it, yeah. i yeah that that's what i gotta say on it and if you guys have anything else to probably go on do you guys i i, I want to add one thing um yeah. only because i i have some additional context for one of the new one of the news pieces um just because i happen to be part of a, a facebook group um where i was able to see it so andrew and renee actually did address it explicitly in the what's okay. Games this facebook is... group because her community um like put her on That's blast so um i saw so... on twitter they were destroying her they were really pissed that um, she didn't mention enough on twitter um yeah so her community she did it in facebook um and so i mean i'm i didn't go look for it and i'm not going to read her words um but more or less um she uh she repeated the you know she should have been a better ally and shouldn't have been as dismissive Mm -hmm. and wouldn't be that way moving forward um 
And I think, you know, so I think that's part of it. The other piece regarding the blacklisting, um, she categorically denied that. Um, And, you know, but said that, you know, but essentially apologized for her feeling, you know, for whatever she did that made her feel that way. Um, So that that's really all she said. I I happened to see it. She addressed it. It was a really long response because essentially within the community, um, there were, you know, there were some, you know, obviously it was kind of divided and most people just wanted her to at least address it explicitly, whether she denied it or not. Um, but the, you know, the context of what happened previously for me, what I wanted to hear, what I wanted to read because obviously I wasn't going to hear what she was saying in that moment. Um, the thing that I wanted to read as a member of that community was uh, language of someone who, no matter what had happened, um, there was an understanding that the behavior would be different. And that's the sense that I got as a person, because, you know, there's there's like three categories, right, in all of this. There were the victims, there were the perpetrators, and then there were a lot of these people like in the middle who were quote unquote like not believing or not being the solution to the problem that they could be and I I feel like a lot of um because I mean I live on Twitter just like you guys do um you know a lot of the energy in the room was being pointed at the people like in that middle that weren't the best allies that they could have been and um you know and she is one of those where she was just getting destroyed by some of her fans but probably by some people that just don't like her anyway. Um, but the, you know, a lot of energy was being pointed at them. Um, and for the, the ones that reacted poorly and either ignored it or buttoned down or deleted their Twitter or did all sorts of stuff. I mean, that's one thing. I mean, I, I was happy to see a number of those people say, uh, you know, like, Nick Scarpino was one of those people from kind of funny who was, you know, he was not a great ally and he was called out for it. And what did he do? He reached out, he talked to them and, and you know, expressed that he was going to try and do different moving forward. Um, that's what I was hoping for out of those people in the middle. Obviously, you know, the, the people that need to go away forever, it looks like that's going to happen. Um, you know, and that's the 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 the, the, the purge for lack of a better term, over the last week or so has been effective um, in that the people that need to go away are gone. Um, But I think um, and I hope that some of the people that made their voice heard have peace, um, because I I know that that's really the best that we can hope for them. Um, You know, hopefully they have peace and they found some supporters. Um, And I really do hope that everybody who watched these situations, you know, I I was not involved in any of this, right? Like, I don't know any of them firsthand, right? I took a picture with Greg Miller once, right? But like, I don't know them, Um, but I was still able to learn, right? You know, um, you know, I learned from it because I took that information in and that's, you know, Trevor said it at the top, right? Mm -hmm. We're four white dudes. (laughs) Like, we're not the, we're not the, the. the most diverse cast to really address and talk about this. But what we can talk about is the four of us. It's our responsibility to watch these things happen and learn from them, even though we're not living them. And there's a lot of people on the internet that don't learn unless they're in it, unless they're doing it. And uh, these are the kind of things you have to learn from. Now we, we have such a unprecedented level of access into the lives of the people we love and support. So we have to like, we have to learn from the goings on in their world without being a part of it. Otherwise we're doomed to repeat those things. And I say that as a guy who has, you know, a 13, I have a 14 year old son and an 11 year old son. 
right? Like I have to learn these things. I have to teach them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, everybody, I mean, yeah, th- th- this was, man, was it, a, it was a sad and depressing day uh, or not day, like week, yeah. right? And it's still, it's ongoing. Um, mm-hmm. My podcast co-host, Amanda Farrow is, you know, she knows a lot of these people and a lot of the people that were, that caught her off guard as, you know, she knows them firsthand. Um, some of the people that are kind of going away. Um, and so she lost friends. And so to be one degree of separation from that, you know, it, it's saddening to yeah. see it all happening and to see so many people hurting, um, you know, but I, we can't shy away from it, right? Like I couldn't just turn my phone off. I yeah. needed to lead. I, I needed to know what I needed to know, you know, make sure that I wasn't following people and I needed to, to hear these stories because I need to learn from them um, mm-hmm. to, for my own benefit. Right. So I know how to behave um, and to be able to pass that lesson on to not only my sons, but, you know, anyone else that is around me. And it's not and I say to understand how to better behave. It's not to say that I was some kind of monster before, yeah, but yeah. like, right, like um, knowing um, you know, having that reinforcement is important, right? And I think the bigger piece for me because uh, is knowing how to be a better ally. And I think we learned from a lot of people who slipped up, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about Andrea Renee, right? She said, oh, well, I've been friends with him for a long time, so he wouldn't do that. Like, that, I can absolutely imagine myself saying that um, about some of my friends, right? And um, we, because we are all connected, right? Like, Holden and, and Chad, you know, we're boys, right? But like, I, I, oh, I can't. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. It's a bad I, joke. This is it's literally joke. Uh, the first time we've ever been in Skype before. But now that's we're, fair. you know, we're homies too. Yeah. But like, you know, you guys don't know me, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you know me, right? But like, you don't know, and so, um, there. But because, like, I see you guys tweeting all the time, and I watch your stuff, and I, you know, and I love your content. Like, you know, we're there's that ambient intimacy. Yeah. Right. That, you know, be like, oh, well, Chad's a super cool dude. Right. But like, I don't know. And so and and that lesson um, is not that I don't trust anymore, but that I need to be more careful about who I vouch for. And I think I'm sure Andrea learned that lesson. Right. Because she yeah. spent a week with her own fan base kicking her ass. Um, and a bunch of other people had the exact same thing. I mean, that stupid mm-hmm. Simpsons guy trying to tear Craig Miller down or whatever. Like, you know, there was all sorts of Ugh. like. A lot of people got some of the same, you know, this is the expected pattern of support. And I think we all should learn from that. And I think all the people listening and watching should learn from that too. Um, because we all assume that we're not going to be the bad guy, right? Like we're not going to be the one that's going to do the heinous act. Um, but we could absolutely fall into the pattern of being the person that makes it worse. Yeah. And well, we need to not do that. One of the things it's that... Take- Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead oh, well, one, one of the things I really wanted to, to, to just kind of piggyback off of what Stephen was saying was, you know, like the the, le- the listening and stuff like that. But I think if this year has really taught, you know, the Internet community anything besides, you know, the world is terrible and on fire uh, is that we all need to get better at doing four things. Shutting up, listening, learning and changing. And I feel like this is one of those times where, like, yeah, we need to listen to, like, what Steven was doing, saying, 
We can't turn off our phones. We can't avoid this stuff. We need to know what's going on. We need to learn about what's going on so that we can be better and change and not ever end up in one of those situations where it's, oh, no, I know him. You it, here's the thing. Like, I mean, you go back to Richard Matheson with uh, with the box. Do you really know anyone? Like, you don't know. Like, you're not with your friends all the time. So, just passing some some, some something someone says off and not investigating on your own. Yeah, you're enabling. You're 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 not not being a good ally. Um. So yeah, I I, I think we need to we need to learn those things this year and <laughs> from now on. To bring it to the Holy Pale situation, like even with her, when she was talking to Billy, for example, they became the best of buds. They were so close, so great. She didn't know until she knew. You, it's not always that, oh, I met this person for a second and I, oh, yep, they're definitely going to be like that. It, it, it's harder to tell. And I always have to remind myself, like, one of the first people in Me Too was Bill Cosby. Yeah. 15 years ago, who would who would have discerned, who would have guessed? Yeah. No one. That was the prime example of, oh, I know Bill Cosby. He's yeah. he wouldn't do that. You don't you don't know. And that's what we, you have to listen. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you may not to not to cut you off, Holden, but this is to support you. The we live in an environment where like we're so you the, the whole like instant best buds thing, like mm-hmm. when you share something that's like so core to your identity, like, oh, you yeah. know, we're we're gamers, right? Like and there is, you know, that, you have that immediate connection so when when if we if like the three of us were like you know, bowling or whatever, right? And you heard me at the aisle next to you talking junk about freaking The Last of Us. Like, oh man, I can't believe I played this and whatever. There is a, there is zero chance you guys wouldn't be like, holy shit, I just played that yesterday, right? Like, and we would be, and we would spend the rest of the night talking shit about it and, you know, whatever, and we would be instant best friends, right? Because that's just what we do. That's what we do. That's what we're used to. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just, you know, like I just wanted to point that when you share something that is a core to your identity, you immediately are. It's like when I go to a LARP event at a new chapter, like immediately we're all homies, you know, because we're all like that dork in the woods. Mm-hmm. So anyway, carry on. And yeah, it's it. The, the Paola situation I, I wanted to put in here also to contrast with the game studios, because what Pale is dealing with is the Wild West in comparison. Like, not that, like, HR departments are always super helpful, unfortunately, because sometimes they're not. But, you know, if this happens in a workplace, you do have some sort of authority you can go to, and hopefully they're helpful. But Pale's situation, she wasn't necessarily working under a company with some of these people. It's just people she met through conventions and stuff like that it's a it's a totally different scenario and that's where that support is even more important because the the foundation is literally just the public and that makes it i think in a lot of cases easier to dismiss and makes the hurt even bigger i think in a lot of ways because you kind of it makes you feel even more alone this is like I, even like outside of you know these allegations. It's one thing I kind of hear is that like a lot of YouTubers or like you know content creators will kind of say like if you think you're going to get into this because you're going to have all these great friends, it's a lonely like endeavor to do this. And you take that and apply it to this, and I can't even imagine what Payola's feeling. I couldn't even imagine to begin with, but it must be incredibly isolating. Yeah, not that the people that at Ubisoft had it great. Well, yeah, they obviously had their hardship. Yeah, through all of this, it's something I hadn't hadn't considered that hers wasn't necessarily like a workplace thing. We we think of everything, the whole Me Too movement, all of these things all happen to be based around things that happen at work, whether you're on a movie set or whether you're in an office. And for hers, it's just like systemic things that were 
in what she liked to do and mm-hmm. how do we how do we cure the world mm-hmm. like with with the corporate environment we can change culture we can we can make people feel more comfortable going to hr we can make sure there are no consequences we can be transparent about our practices and what we're doing to be helpful but with real life and just like people around you there's nothing holding them accountable and that's got to mm-hmm. be us as trevor said like you got you got to speak up you have yeah. to be the world's hr department if you see something <laughs> disgusting speak up about it and and that's why Twitter is like Twitter for a lot of people is like this gross hate monster, but it's also like it's a platform. It, it enabled this movement. Like, yeah, one person speaks up, and then everyone else feels comfortable speaking up, and we're suddenly now cleaning house of all of these disgusting people. And so it's like that's a, that's our way to say, hey, that's not okay. Stop what you're doing, and let the rest of the world know it's happening about this person, so that other people can feel like, oh my God, yeah, that happened to me too. Or yeah, I have so-and-so lined up to be on my podcast next week. I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. Um, and you add to that too, like, I, I'm not, I'm not, I should explain. I uh, have, I'm glad that Stephen, this is a tangent, but it's going to tie in. I'm glad Stephen brought up the thing about Facebook and Andre, Andre Renee. I, to be frank, I was one of those people who was not necessarily a huge fan of her. Something about her, I just didn't sit well with me. So when I saw her, Response to being direct, I was a little upset by that, but I'm glad to hear that's that's not the case. Um, I'm just offering this as like an example. Uh, I'm not accusing anyone of anything, but I think this is a real pressure that exists when we're talking about this public version of it versus the workplace version of it. Billy works at Destiny. Andrea would benefit from that connection. I'm not accusing anyone of anything, but like it's it, there's a self interest that it says, I want to you know support this, but Billy is going to give me this connection, yeah. and like that's a pressure that's again not attached to a company it exists in that kind of wild west and it's we have to get comfortable saying this is these conversations are going to be rough they're not going to be easy and it does mean self-sacrifice to to really deal with these situations even if you're not the person who was uh the victim yeah and we and we have to be able to make those self-sacrifices and compromise ourselves to support others again i'm not i'm not accusing andrew renee of anything i'm just no, pointing I, out I, the yeah, yeah the, uh, the, the connection there <sighs> yeah <laughs> this sucks it does yep. that's the thing like i don't i don't know where we go from here like it, it like we you know we we i don't i don't know where to go from here because it's it's one of those things where it's just like it's just it's a shitty situation and these people have to live with that now and that and that's the thing that like fucking like kills me is i'm like i get to after this podcast i get to go fuck off and you know do whatever the hell but for these people that's there always they well always remember that so like it's it, that that's that's one reason why like i feel like shit like just sitting here and talking about it and being like all right on to the next thing because we get to do that but they don't and i i don't know mm-hmm. so here's where we can go with here's where we can go with this trevor and this is there's four of us here there's seven people watching this there's what like 12 people that'll download this podcast episode <laughs> um <laughs> like <Confidence. so>. thanks <laughs> hashtag fuck chat um, i don't know whatever um so um, here's where we can go with this. And, you know, you said, like, we can just go fuck off. And um, how about let's not, right? And and I don't mean that in a negative way. Yeah. Let's, let's, so um, being an ally is active. And so for the four of us, the seven people watching, um, and for everybody that's going to listen afterwards, let's be active allies. So let's not just fuck off and go back to our regular lives. Let's stand there and be, um, let's be available right for the people that that need us 
because we know people. I think all of us, if we sit and really think about it, we know a handful of people that will need us to be there to listen to them, um, to help them if we're at conventions, et cetera. So let's be available, right, for the people that we know. And then let's also be prepared that um, that we will and be prepared to listen if it's someone that you don't know um, and be open-minded and, um, and, and challenge authority that might be protecting a bad actor. And then, um, you know, let's be vigilant and watch. I mean, the reality is there's seven people watching four dudes on Twitch, right? Like, and that's awesome, right? Like they're watching us and, and, but they've got their eye on us. And, you know, we have our eyes on all the people that we're following and we see things that the world might not. And that's not because we're superhuman. It's just that we see things. And so I think that the the real step for all of us is to not take um, is to not be passive. And then let's just be active and aggressive in um, being uh, allies and help where we can help. And that doesn't necessarily mean we're, you know, we got to pack heat at PAX East, right? Like we don't need to do that. But the reality is we're going to be at a convention at some point in the next year. And well, maybe not in the next year, but at some <laughs> point in the next two or three years, all four of us are going to be at some kind of convention. And, you know, we're going to be sitting at a booth and there's going to be a, a woman who is going to be uncomfortable because and it's going to happen at least once because of another one of our fellow you know nerds or maybe the person running the booth and we need to be ready and prepared to be like bro absolutely or gal yeah knock that off and you know like and and we just need to prepare ourselves for that right now we get to be home and so we kind of can kind of fuck off a little bit because we don't have that, but we need to be ready that when we go to that next big gathering, when we're at Friday Night Magic or when we're at, you know, whatever, we got to be ready to be active allies and not just, you know, you know, off in the corner because we are the solution. There's always going to be predators. There's always going to be women that and, and men. I don't want to say it's just women. There's always going to be people who are going to be falling, you know, to, you know, victim. It's our job. We're the solution. And I think this conversation, um, the people listening to it, and these conversations happening on podcasts everywhere, right? You know, you said at the beginning of this that we're just four white guys. Well, kind of funny it was three white dudes mm-hmm. talking about it, and they got through to tens of thousands of people who listened yeah. to that. And the you know tens of people that are going to listen to this are going to be hopefully super impacted by it because they're going to hear four people being really honest and you know expressing that the shit sucks and we want it to stop i know that it probably never will but we can get closer but we have to do it yeah and i think an outlook to kind of look at this is that if you're ignoring it the emotions don't go away you can't get rid of those emotions and like the longer that we put off these conversations the more intense those emotions are going to get the harder these things are are going to get to to talk about it's like it's never an easy conversation it's easier done sooner mm-hmm. yep agreed damn All steven right. comes on so. the podcast every time dropping bombs of truth I love it. Well, because I'm because I'm the old I'm like the elder statesman. You're the elder you know millennial. I mean? Like I come in, like I got the gray beard. Like I'm like Gandalf the dork, and so like I just come on. 
and you know speak the speak to truth speak wisdom and the reality is i'm gonna be honest 15 years ago what am i you know i'm 40 like in my i, I absolutely know when i worked at blockbuster video when i was in my 20s you know early 20s late teens i absolutely said completely inappropriate things mm-hmm. i i think back i read these stories and i'm like i was that dude a hundred percent was that dude and i know it and i know their names i can't find like i couldn't apologize to him if i wanted to because i can't find them but i've tried and i know i said very inappropriate things and i regret them forever and i will regret them until i die and i'm and so and i'm sure all of us have said some things yeah. <laughs> that we regret right of course. Yeah. and you know these are this is the time where you go you know what we're learning how much even words can have an impact is, you know, with Paola, um, which I'm, thank you for telling me how to respond, how to pronounce her name. I've been pronouncing it incorrectly in my head since I heard the story. Um, but with her, one of the guys was saying stuff, but it, he didn't, he, you know, he never touched her. He just said stuff and it was words, but those words were just as hurtful. Yeah. And, you know, so learning that, you know, man, I was that guy. And I know that there are people that could be listening to this that were, or maybe are. And it's important to, to hear it, to know that, man, this sucks. Don't do that. Be nice. <laughs> you know, Wheaton's Law is a thing. But, like, it goes it's, beyond that. Especially so. the situations. Like, I'm definitely someone who thinks that intentions matter. But in this kind of context, intentions, they don't really matter. It doesn't matter how nice you were trying to be or how it, it you hurt them. Yeah. Even yeah. if you think it was a small thing, like, you hurt them. Yeah. Yeah. In that so, context, the intention doesn't matter. Yeah, no, I agree. Intentions are, man, intentions the, are, like, this side subject, right? Like the reality is there, mm-hmm. man, there's some people that are feeling some serious pain and it, listening to some of this, man, like I, I was, I, I cry about everything cause I'm an old guy. Um, and I, like, I cry at the end of cool runnings, like my brother's oh. probably listening and we, we measure everything in like how many cool runnings it is. So it's like <laughs> two, three or four cool runnings. And so like listening to some of these stories, it is heartbreaking. Um, and I think all of us have to realize that we could do it. Like it could have been yeah, us that yeah. did this because some of these stories have nothing to do with assault. You know, that's obviously a different thing. You know, if you're possibly capable of doing that or not. But like a lot of these are words and rumors and, you know, being really aggressively friendly, quote unquote. Come on, man. <laughs> like, don't do that. You may think you're being mm-hmm. nice, but like, come on, especially if yeah. you're in a position of power. Yeah. Anyway, we could we could yeah. probably go on going on this for in circles until 1 a.m. Um, I really appreciate you guys, um, number one, talking about this, and number two, not being afraid to bring an old dude that you don't necessarily know very well on for this topic. I think that really speaks to, um, you know, your respect for me, so I appreciate that. Because you could have been like, you know what, we're talking about something serious, can you come be an asshole next week? Um, (laughs) And... um, and, and I would have if you so I really appreciate you giving me an opportunity to talk about this because this is not something that I would talk about on my own content being that for the most part, you know, we talk about Mario Kart. So this is a little <laughs> bit heavy for us. And also, yeah. I don't want to you know trigger Amanda any more than she already has been. Um, but this is an important conversation. And I think that you guys uh, did a good job wrapping it up. Holden, I know you did a lot of the research on that, and I'm sure that doing the research on this was challenging for you um, because you it, kept finding more stuff. Yeah, especially the payola, just going to each person's Twitter account and seeing they didn't say anything. Fuck. Go to the next person's, they didn't say anything. Fuck. It was, that was really hard I can, to see. I can, and, and I can and again, understand. I wasn't payola. Like, I, I'm not even her. It's yeah, like, I, I get can't it. even imagine well, what she's feeling. Empathy like. is a thing. 
Holden, yeah. and it's it's a it's okay. Clearly, you have it, <laughs> um, and it sucked. I am Thank sure. You. Um, but you <laughs> it's know, a double-edged sword. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's good, yeah. but it's bad. I, I as an yeah. as an empathic person, I get it. Um, but yeah, no, this is this is. I'm glad that you guys did this. Your community will be better for it. Holden, you've been killing it so far tonight. Do you have a good transition to uh, get us out of this? I was really thinking this whole conversation, like, Chad, take us to game like game shows. I can't think of like anything. Well, okay. a... The answer is okay. So, so video games. Video games. That's what. That's right? how I transition. Speaking of good video just, games. Okay, so video like, games. Fable Anniversary. Play that for Barf. We don't have a game on game show for tonight, <laughs> uh, which I think is actually in all of our best interest because we are already super long. Um, mm -hmm. So we're gonna go ahead and cut the podcast here. But thank you for everyone for listening. Be an ally. Do everything Steven said. Be ready to be an ally. Be on the lookout. Uh, and then be ready to listen when people need. If you are mm -hmm. part of the community, make sure that you go and uh, play through our stuff. Obviously, you're part of the community. Come on. Uh, if you're part of our Patreon, look for our wallpaper coming out this week. That's going to be coming out pretty soon. Also going to be pretty dope. I don't know if I can top last month, though, because last month was just like it was pretty dope. the holy grail. So uh, keep a lookout for that. If you want wallpapers including last month's patreon.com slash respawn aim fire go play fable anniversary in the month of july listen to the last of a spoiler cast uh as well as our alan wake discussion we just had with trevor and before we sign off i want to give both of you wonderful guests a chance to pimp your stuff one more time and however you would like to describe it starting with trevor go um yeah so hey i'm trevor uh <laughs> um yeah if you like dungeons and dragons or role-playing games of any sort uh you can come listen to my podcast uh difficulty class uh which re real quick i, I want to give a spe uh, thanks steven deuceman uh it, it legitimately if steven deuceman hadn't been on this show like respawning fire like over a year ago i wouldn't be here talking about a podcast uh he talked about like hey just go fucking start it download anchor do your shit and i did and I, and I talked to him on twitter and he gave me the freaking encouragement i needed to continue doing it and now we just celebrated our one year anniversary of a show uh so thank you steven that that, that I, I appreciate that um so yeah we have difficulty class which has a bunch of D, &D stuff and rpg stuff uh my other podcast is from the same mister where me and my half sister talk about being uh donor siblings like do or, uh, donor conceived siblings uh which is a unique thing and it's it's kind of a fun show. Uh, and then I have uh, the <laughs> I'm Gonna Podcast, which is on hiatus, but there's some crazy shit on there if you want to go listen to it. <laughs> awesome. Steven, you're up. So uh, it's it, I, I was excited when Holden told me that you were going to be on here, Trevor, because you were... Uh, I, I make the joke with these two guys all the time about like the family tree of uh, of podcasts because I know I came on here like a year or so ago for the first time and you know made that very bold call to action which i have continued to make on twitter because at the end of the day and if you're listening um shut up and make your podcast <laughs> just do it right now shut up and podcast and if you don't know how to do it find me on twitter that's at s dutesman i'm sure it'll be somewhere in the show notes or whatever yep. um so uh for those of you that do not know who i am my name is steven dutesman i run engagedfamilygaming.com that is a website on the internet where parents like myself and my co-hosts come together to encourage everyone to get their family game on. So we uh, we focus on everything. Yeah, we even have a catchy, uh, a funny catchphrase, Chad. You like it? Um, so um, the uh, we've been running for about seven years. 
Uh, I've been doing this for a very long time to the point where my oldest son works for me now um, <laughs> and is and is actually writing the review for Ninjala tomorrow. Oh, so wow. we are. Yeah, this is so I actually hired him and am paying him. Um, Don't so you? No nepotism. Don't you pay this. him more than he's worth? <laughs> I mean, trust me, trust me, trust me, bro. I'm not. Um, but the um, so. If you want, are interested in family gaming content, which I view as everything rated T or below, um, you certainly head on over to engagefamilygaming.com. You can find us on Facebook if you don't find that gross like Trevor and Chad. Um, that's where we do a lot of our stuff. We have a Facebook group. Um, our Facebook page is very active. I have a whole team of community managers to help me post all sorts of cool memes and content that is focused in that direction. And I have a podcast. It comes out every week. It alternates between video games and board games. It's called literally the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast. It's not hard to find. Uh, and I do that with Amanda Farrow, who used to run superparent.com. Uh, and she is uh, one of my very best friends. We have a lot of fun. And we have had some pretty wild guests over the last handful of years. So it's it, we had Steve Jackson on our show Holy at one point. Holy crap. Um, yeah, I, I, my podcast producer tells me that I need to plug that a little bit more often because that was kind of cool. We had <laughs> yeah. Adams. We have Kylie Adams from Spawn on Me coming on in the next oh, month or so. Man. That's going to be a wild ride. Um, so we're, you know, we've been doing this a long time and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. And I, I, I'm i so happy that I started doing it because it means that I got to meet like the three of you. Um, you know, it's 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 so much fun. So come find me on Twitter. Come, you know, enjoy some of the family gaming content. And once every business quarter or so, you'll probably find me on here where I get to cuss because I don't do it on my other content. Oh, I do a YouTube show now, by the way. It's called The EFG Show. We should do it on Facebook, and then I put it on YouTube. And my sons make the uh, the thumbnails. Oh, nice. Because awesome. they told me that mine suck. And, so they started doing it. <laughs> and you can tell if you look at the timeline exactly when my oldest was like, Dad, your thumbnails suck. No wonder no one watches your show. <laughs> I, I do I do quickly want to put one more plug in here because Steven was talking about like the, the, the family tree of podcasts that have come out of like him giving that call to action. Another one you should go listen to is Shouting in Place. Dusty, who is in the chat right now, yes. does it. Uh, I know Holden was on there. I, don't, uh, I think we've I think all three Chad been on there, right? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we go listen to it. It is an absolutely awesome, cathartic podcast to listen to, and you get to scream into the void for a little bit. I think I'm actually going to be on that, that show. I was very upset. I was yes, able to do awesome. That. I go think ahead. I'm recording that podcast tomorrow. Awesome. I Hell have four yeah. pod. I have five podcasts in six days. Hell yeah, that's badass. So. It's badass. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining <laughs> us. Until next week. Here's our usual sign off. It's okay not to be excited for cyberpunk. <laughs>